Oh, spaghetti. Oh, Mario. <laughs> Mario? Mario. Mario. Mario? Mario? Oh. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another No Games, No Life. I am your host here, Jaboy Jelani Hoon, along with my remote boys. Antonio's here. I'm here. Uh, John's here. Oh, hello, sirs. Jason's here. Hello. Yeah. Welcome back to 2021. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the first one. Yes. Welcome back to the new year. <laughs> Welcome to the year 21. It's been 100 years, but we finally made it, guys. We're back to the year 21. Welcome back. The cycle begins anew. The cycle begins anew. No. Can't well, you say yes. that about every single year? No, it's just hundred year. years. It's been a hundred years since nineteen twenty-two. It'd be tacky year. to do any other year. Oh, what? Just, okay. just this year. That's right. right. Then there's the rules. All right, everyone. Uh, I am glad to be back on after a little holiday break. I'm glad to be back on the saddle here, the podcast saddle, as they might say. Uh, if this is your first time joining us for a pop summary product here, thank you so much for joining us here. Make sure you stop into all of our social medias, pop summary network on Instagram and Facebook, pop network.com and, uh, head over to pop summary network at, on twitch.tv slash pop summary network and, uh, follow us there and watch our live streams. We have some fun on that, on that channel. So, um, how is everybody doing? Good, yeah, yeah, good, good. We have a lot to talk about today, and I'm excited to hear every little tiny tidbit. I want to hear every little tiny little thing. I want to hear if you went to the bathroom and took a piss before uh, between shows. I want to hear all of that, all the minutiae. I want to hear all of it. All right. Oh, I'm telling you about it. (laughs) All right, we're going to go around. uh, We're going to start the podcast off uh, talking about what we watched uh, before we get to some gaming. And uh, we're just going to have some fun here. So let's let's start off with what we're watching. Let's start with hmm, John. Let's start with you. All right. So uh, I've watched like quite a few things over the past few weeks. I would Uh, have said so. Probably the most significant things that I watched is I started watching a show called The Terror. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this show. Yes, I am. You are? Okay. So, yeah, The Terror is a, uh, it's basically, it's an anthology show where each season takes place in, like, a different, uh, like, a different, like, time period, basically. And it's, like, always, it's all different characters and stuff. And uh, I, I, me and my girlfriend started watching the first season. And uh, the first season is about, uh, it's about this, this uh, crew of, uh, like, explorers basically who are trying to find this trade route from england to china and they're trying to get through like uh like the arctic to try to find a trade route that's Mm -hmm. faster than just going around africa or whatever and uh basically they they, they're trying to get through the ice but they get stuck in the ice and then the whole show is about them being stuck in the ice uh and it sounds like it would be really really boring but it's just like this really like horrible awful story about all of these like white dudes slowly going insane and like eventually like you know doing some really desperate stuff and uh, i fucking love it like so much yeah the the show is based i mean that that first season especially is based on kind of like historical uh thing about these two ships that disappeared and no one really knows what happened and so this this 
kind of portrays it in a way where like, oh, maybe this happened, but also maybe there was a supernatural thing. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And so, uh, so yeah, so, yeah. That's the that's the first season. I really really love that one. And then we're on the second season right now, and I'm not as super into it. Just because, like, I felt like the the first one had like this very had this like air of like very like realistic type stuff. But the, I was interested with the new season because the new season is about it takes place in like World War II era America, and it's all about like uh, how like the Japanese people like uh, who lived in America were all put into like camps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was like, oh well, that's a really cool place to like have the story be. But I, I knew from the beginning that wasn't going to be like the first season. So I was a little dubious, and uh, so far, like you know, it, it's okay, but it's not really exactly my cup of tea. I kind it of get, it gets fucking it, it gets fucking clown shoes in the second season, my guy. Yeah, yeah, it does. As Antonio would say, right? Antonio, you've coined that phrase, clown shoes. That's what it is. I use that phrase a lot. Yeah, yes. I call things. I yeah, I've I've become a little bit more elaborate with it now, but yeah, clown shoes <laughs> is definitely a thing. Yeah, the like. the the first season is very much like, oh, let's try and do like a very gritty, grounded, like almost. Um, what's the word here when they try to do like more historical, like, uh, God, is, is it, I can't, it's, it's more grounded and realistic. Right. Um, yeah. A period piece. That's what it is. It's more of yeah. like a period piece. Right. And then the second one, second season is very much the like, okay, let's stay in the period of like the world war two and then let's fucking throw ghosts in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like season two starts and it's just like a close-up shot of red laces yeah and then like and then the next shot is like a big red clown nose exactly and, like, oh, boy, <laughs> and then you hear and then you hear that like the the like jokes happen in the background like, like every single scene in the background you always you listen for it there's a joke in every single scene <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of that horn going what? <laughs> Always look for the clown shoes somewhere in every scene behind <laughs> behind every curtain. There's some there's those clown shoes. Um, no, I I had seen this and I was so I I remember that when this series came out, I had been so interested in it because of the whole historical uh, piece on these two ships. Um, because there was a lot of speculation on what happened to the ships, and I don't, I don't yeah. know if they were ever really found or, or I think there was some indication of like what might have happened. But it all kind of just like, yeah, they they kind of just ignored what they should have done. And at the same time, they were going slowly insane because like at that time, this is when they first started doing canning food. And then they were like, oh, it's the future. We can can food, except we're canning it in lead. And so, (laughs) yeah, so there there's there's some fun things, not fun things, but there's some like really cool um historical things that could come out of that like where it's like oh well you know past sucked you know long time ago really sucked and so i i the first season i think is really well done i don't the second season yeah it gets it gets kind of everywhere yeah i would agree with that so but Continue. but yeah that's Sorry. that's been fun and then also it, it was christmas time over the time that we were gone and uh, me and my girlfriend watched a movie called jack frost uh you did you watch is it the serial killer one or is the, it the one yeah, with michael one? keaton it is the scary one, not, oh, not yeah, yeah. the one with Michael Keaton. Okay. And okay. Uh, the one with Michael Keaton's also kind of scary. It, it, I haven't seen that one in a long time, so I wouldn't know. But uh, <laughs> I, I have you guys seen uh, Jack Frost, the horror movie? I have. Yeah. You have? Dude, so this movie, this movie was almost like one of the best bad horror movies I've ever seen. 
Oh, just because wow. it's like so ridiculous. Yeah. So the premise of this movie, Jack Frost, is it's kind of similar to the the Michael Keaton version, where it's like a guy gets turned into a snowman. But unlike the, the Michael Keaton one, uh, this dude gets the, this this dude who gets turned into a snowman. He's a serial killer, mm-hmm. and he gets sprayed with these chemicals, and then his soul goes into the snow because it's winter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then he reforms himself as a snowman, and then exactly. he starts like like decapitating people. And at one point, he like rapes a woman with his carrot oh. nose. Yeah, that's it is. That's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's a, was a weird scene. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I know that some versions of of the of the movie don't show that, but honestly, like I don't know. It was just oh, it was just so schlocky. I loved it. That origin story is very similar to Spider-Man 3's origin story for the Sandman. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I, can't believe, I, I can't believe you just brought that up, but yeah, it actually it does. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of a lot of origin stories where it's like A, like the character A got sprayed with B chemicals and now he's C thing, you know? Yeah, but it's also like reforming your body out of like scattered particles. Right, yeah. I guess the, the same thing happens in like Watchmen too with like Dr. Manhattan where he gets like like hit with a bunch of particles and then he becomes a weird blue man. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Manhattan and Jack Frost are the same on the power scale. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Same exact. I mean, Dr. Manhattan never decapitated a kid, so I would oh, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. Yeah, cool. Uh, but yeah, that's I, I, that's pretty much everything important that I watched. I think I don't I don't remember anything else that I watched really. So, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, going over to Jason. Then what did you watch? Okay. Um. Let's see. I've been watching an anime. I've been watching an anime called ReZero. Um. Oh, did you finish it? No, not yet. Okay. I'm about thirty episodes in, but um, I, I can't finish watching it right now due to circumstances. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. So it's gonna it'll probably be a little bit before I finish it, but it's really, really, really fucking good. Um, I was introduced to it through the the guise of it being a YouTuber's I watched favorite anime pick. So like I had high expectation going in, and it has not let me down. So, um, oh. it's it it's like a it's, what do they call it? isekai? It's an isekai about like a dude going to a fantasy world, but um. He doesn't really know why he's there, and no one will tell, tell him why he's there. And he kind of just has to figure out life, and he gets embroiled in these dangerous plots and whatnot. Um, and it, like at its core, it's like an isekai, but it's also like um, a harem almost, like it's a hot girl collection. But like once you get past the surface of it, um, wow, there's a lot going on. So I would highly recommend it to anyone. Quite frankly. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. I it's I, I keep watching these animes, but like can't really talk about it because um, of <laughs> plot reasons. Yeah, right. I, I don't want to chime in because there's like I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil anything because I don't know how much is spoilers or not spoilers. You know. That's yeah. Thing. Um, I I can say this though that the main character Subasa, I think his name is, mm-hmm. or Subaki, something like that. Um, he goes through probably one of the most like well deserved like fucking loser to hero like character arcs that i've seen in a long time Mm. um it's really well deserved i think like he really has to put in the effort to like turn his his character around so that i I think that's very good nice nice high recommendations um other than that um i haven't been watching a lot of like 
highly produced things. I've been mostly just like on YouTube. Oh. Um, so there are a couple fun things that I want to talk about with that. I've been watching this breakdown by um, this this girl YouTuber that I think Antonio introduced me to a while back. Was it? Um, she she did the one about the the last Brony Con. Oh, uh, oh! Yeah, Jenny Nicholson. Yeah, yeah Jenny I also, Nicholson. I, I discovered her independently. Actually, I've also been watching Jenny Nicholson. Yeah, That's she's awesome. great. Holy yeah, she's got shit. so much. Like Have you guys the, uh... been watching Jenna Nicholson? Yeah, I've been watching it ever since. I just also just no, I, I haven't watched any of this. I don't think there's a single thing she's done that I haven't watched. Like I've gone through her entire fucking library. Yeah, she's very good. And uh, recently, I've been watching. I've been I watched these before. Well, one of them before, but I I just got around to watching these other ones where she reads off, um, like fan made scripts for, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. Um. And like I say, fan made, but these are like kind of high profile people. Yeah, I guess yeah. like one of them like did an old book series, and I don't know who the other guy was, but you know he's he's a name if you're in the industry. Um, and uh, it's they really are just the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> it, I, I've been relaying them to a friend of mine because my friend's a really big Star Wars like fan, and he knows a lot of the lore and everything. And like I'm, I'm telling him about the parts where it's like, oh, in one of them, Ray is got like a, a cybernetic brain implant, and because of that, uh, like that makes her stronger with the Force, which is really fucking weird because there's no precedent for that whatsoever. There's not a single droid who's been able to use the Force, as far as my knowledge goes. Right. Um, and this guy's supposed to be like a like he's written books for the series before, so I don't know like what where that came from. And then, like, also in that scene is, like, when she gets her head cut open and the the implant is revealed, Kylo Ren instantly hates her for some reason, calls her a monster, even though there's, like, he doesn't hate droids. I don't know what that came from. Um, so it's fantastic deconstructions of these videos, and they're all, like, an hour and a half long. So really good um, background noise for, like, I've been painting models and stuff and watching those. Oh, interesting. That's, Pretty much like all I've been doing as far as what you've been watching. Just a lot of different YouTube stuff. And, you know, you watch so many. Um, like they all kind of blend together. So it's, it's right, hard to recollect, yeah. you know. Right. Nice. Um, but as far as consuming media goes, it's not something that I watched, but uh, rather reading. Um, One Piece put out its chapter 1000 yesterday, which is a pretty big deal. And I was pretty excited for I saw you make a Facebook post about that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely wanted to do something because, you know, like, as far as my knowledge knows, uh, there's only, like, one other series that has more than a thousand chapters, and it's Hajime no Ippo, which yeah, is the boxing hell yeah. one. Fuck, I love that. Yeah, that one fucking rocks. Kick, like, I'm not super invested in it, but everything that I've seen, I love that from that series. Yeah. Um, so, like, you really have to be something special. Like, you gotta really stand the test of time to, to make it that far in. And, like, reminiscing of back in fifth grade in elementary school when I ordered my first Shonen Jump from a Scholastic Book Fair magazine and being exposed to this, like, what I had never seen before, like, super violent, like, action-packed, like, world of, like, comic book heroes, basically. That's so, you know, so different from the American versions. It's just like, wow. Really, my life really changed from that point because I've been avidly reading week to week ever since that. Well, not week to week. You know, it was a kind of a, a gradual drip feed as I got older when I eventually discovered, like, oh, you can just read these online for free, like, week to week. And now, like, last year I discovered that you can just read these things online 
legally for free, which was a real game changer for me. I was like, wow, we really just come that far, huh? Like, I don't just have to be a criminal online anymore reading my j- illegal Japanese animes. Mm. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, chapter 1000, like the, the author really, like a lot of people, myself included, were expecting like a huge like lore drop. Um, and it didn't really go there. And we're a really important moment in the story right now. And so he really just kind of focused in on like what was happening in the now. He didn't really want to divert attention away from it. And it just focused pretty much entirely on the main character of Luffy. And you get some kind of um, uh, foreshadowing about some 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 big secrets, which is nice. Like there's a little bit of lore in there, but it's mostly just like the here and now. Like check out this really beloved character and like what he's going to do in this moment. It was, it was really great. Hmm. Um, so it was a good time. I wanted to talk about that a lot. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. I love One Piece. Really cool. Uh, anything else? Yeah. I'm, done. All done? I'm done now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Antonio. Um, I'm at, no, I'm not actually here right now. No? Oops. Okay. Yeah, but if you'd like to leave a message, please hang up and try again. Oh, okay. <laughs> the endless cycle. <laughs> the endless cycle. <laughs> Wait, how does that work? How does it work? Hang um, on. <laughs> I... Uh, watch some things. <laughs> like? Well, that clears it up. <laughs> I Okay, so let's start at uh, The Mandalorian. Okay. okay. I finished The all Mandalorian. Right. We Ooh. all did that. We all finished The Mandalorian. We did. Yay. What Yay. did you guys think of The Mandalorian? Yeah, let's go, let's go around. Let's go uh, around the table. Uh, real quick, uh, John, what did you think of The Mandalorian? Real quick. I... I... Really liked the whole thing. There's like a few nitpicks I have about it, but I, overall, I think it's it's really well done. Okay, Jason. Yeah, yeah. I also had a really good time with it. Um, I similarly have a, a handful of nitpicks and some gripes, which is like weird acting and a couple weird like directional decision decisions. But it was a fun cast of characters. It was a, a, a nice emotional climax to it. So I I really liked it overall. Uh, yeah, Jelani, what did you think of it? Uh, well, Jelani, thank you. Uh, I think uh, for me, I I really enjoyed it as well. Just the same as the other ones, uh, as as the other cast members here. Um, I do have some some nitpicks on it. Um, but overall, I enjoyed myself with it. Um, but yeah. Uh, back to you, Antonio. I overall, I think I liked it. I like what they're doing with it. There, I think probably out of the four of us, I liked it the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say that there were some serious like missteps in the middle, and uh, some casting decisions that I think were like just a complete misstep. Um, but I think that the show, on like in general, is like a positive step for Star Wars as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and and so like I, like uh, after the big reveals of like what is coming, um, yeah. it like in the big like greater um like Disney kind of plan the timeline yeah uh like okay I liked Mandalorian enough to be at the very least partially excited for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And and by what's to come I mean you know like the expanded uh like tv universe kind of thing yeah 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 for sure i i have a very much more narrow focus with the um boba fett movie that was 
um, spoiled, well, not spoiled, uh, teased at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, that was I, a, that's going to be a movie? No, it's a whole other show. Series, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a whole other series. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that's why I wanted Mandalorian to be from the start. I wanted it to be about Boba Fett because I'm a fanboy. Um, so now it's kind of the the price that we had to pay was just two seasons of Mandalorian, which turned out to be really good. And if they go, this goes in the same direction. Like if all, that's the only price we had to pay for like a really good Boba Fett show, I'm gonna be like super happy about it. I feel like by really good, what you actually mean was good enough. Um, I guess. Uh, what was I, just good enough? The uh, the Mandalorian. Ah, oh, I feel I, like the Mandalorian was good enough. Look, I'm not um I'm not very cynical about the things that I watch. I'm much more cynical about the things I play. So I'm uh, I'm a okay. lot more easy to please. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, you know, it's funny. Like I was um I was talking recently. Uh, I did a uh, for my other podcast. I did a four hour long Christmas episode where oh. we just talked about Marvel and argued about comic book movies for four hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the it's arguments that I made. Related. Well, no, it was just like a, you know, like our, it was the Marvel extravaganza. But um, because we always, we we kind of like, we argue about that a lot. And so it, it just kind of seemed like a, you know, like a cool, a special episode to just like talk for a long time about a thing that we are very contentious about. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the number one thing that like, uh, the, the point that I was trying to make and the reason that I brought it up right now is because to me, the most important thing when watching something isn't like, it's not art direction and it's not like cinematography or pacing or tone or anything like that. To me, the most important thing when watching something is entertainment value. Am I enjoying it? Mm-hmm. And so like when people are just like, oh, that was like, uh, I really love that movie, but it's a bad movie. I don't even get what the fuck you mean. Like you think it's a good movie. You enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, like that's. And so like with Mandalorian, I'm not trying to say anything about like it, like having bad pacing or being technically bad I, what i'm saying is like to me i felt like the show was just not enjoyable as and and not entirely unenjoyable because i feel like i enjoyed it enough to be sufficiently excited to see what more they're gonna bring out but i didn't think that this was like the home fucking run that a lot of people are talking about it being you know mm. like this to me wasn't a home run this to me was competent television and no better than that, I think. No worse than that. I'm not trying to shit on it. It did keep me sufficiently entertained to watch it through to the end. But I wasn't just like, oh my god, Kevin. I mean, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, fucking. Uh, oh, who's directing it? Uh, what's his name? John Farvo. John oh, Favreau. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is Pro- like, like knocking it. it out. Yeah, yeah, he's producing it. Yeah, because a bunch of different directors directed it, but yeah. like. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, he's knocking it out of the park. He's taking it in a direction, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah, better direction, certainly better than the movies. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is on, um, this is like Rogue One tier, where like in comparison, you put Rogue One in between the prequels and the sequels. Yeah, it it seems great, but like, uh, it's not great compared to like even the MCU. You know, like it's like very mid tier stuff. Uh, so like, like, um, the reason I'm saying all this is because I feel like there was a lot of hype about how like the Mandalorian season two was fucking a home goddamn run for star Wars. And I'm like, it was good for star Wars. It's definitely pushing star Wars in a direction that will keep it financially viable. I'll keep watching. Mm -hmm. 
but it's not like wow i'm so like impressed by how amazing the season was yeah but it's not really the fans fault i mean when you have literally you have what people put on the pedestal which is the original trilogy and then everyone compares everything else to that yeah and they've been really disappointed for a long time it's not really the people's fault that they're kind of like clamoring towards like a standout project in recent years. Yeah. And I and to be honest, I don't even think that it's that they um it's compared to the uh the originals anymore. I feel like what they're comparing it to is the ex- the legends expanded stuff, like the original expanded universe stuff. Uh I, at its best. You know, I like think they it's take... more like hey, remember when Star Wars was good? And then yeah, but a lot of that was that. like um, I feel like a lot of that was like early '90s or mid to early '90s uh, books, where um, I forgot what that was called. The is that the expanded universe? Is that what that's called? Uh, I forget what they expanded changed. Well, they ex- it's, now it's, it's called Legends. I think it's called it's, Legends. It's, now. It was expanded universe. I think yeah. Yeah. So like I feel like like a bunch of the Star Wars nerds and a lot of the like the Star Wars like lore videos that you see are from that era of storytelling where uh, and and it was really hit or miss right we like to remember these things with like this very rose colored kind of lens but the the expanded universe had some really cool shit some really dog shit stuff like there was like a whole series where like there was a luke clone called luke you know so like there was a lot of dog shit in there but there was also um, a lot of really cool things that a lot of people remember very nostalgically, and then we reference that stuff and how cool it was when comparing this new stuff. And like, I feel like all of it, everything, Star Wars from from the moment A New Hope hit the screen to today, Star Wars is the most rose-colored glasses uh, intellectual property that exists. It's the it's the um, the intellectual property with the most misses. That for some reason people expect to be fantastic, and I just feel like it's it's got some core things that are pretty cool and unique, like lightsabers and the Force and Jedi and all that and the Sith. But like every time it's used, they kind of use it poorly, except for in these tiny little windows. Like um, over the course of the last couple of weeks, I've been seeing some snippets from like the Clone Wars and Rebels, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, this is pretty cool. Um. And, like, people have just been, you know, showing me these little snippets from where Star Wars is at its best. But uh, because of how much Star Wars exists, right, between the shows and the movies and the books, and the old books and the new books and the comics, between the greater Star Wars universe, um, let's say that there are 100 things. I feel like three of those things are insanely good, and 97 of those things are okay. Most That's of it fair. bad. Wait, so Antonio, what, 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 what is it that you don't like about the Mandalorian then? Um, I didn't like a lot of stuff. So, so okay. So one, my my first and major complaint is that the Mandalorian is a very like um, uh, even more even worse than formulaic. I feel like it's like um, um. Obvious. I feel like that's like the 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 most like the biggest complaint that I have is that it's obvious. Formulaic, I can get like formulaic, I can get behind if it's fun. Uh, and the Mandalorian is very like by the numbers. Like we're gonna tell you a story you've heard a million times before. 
we're going to put it in Star Wars universe, and so you're going to enjoy it. And I did enjoy it, but it's very, like, kind of very by the numbers, very formulaic, very ex- nothing unexpected. It's just like, here's the bad guy. Here, he's a bad guy. He's got a big thing, and and you're going to fight him, and the stakes are real low every episode because you know that no one of interest is going to die, and nothing is really going to matter. Uh, in the end, the good guys are going to win. <laughs> you know, like, it's very, like, uh, you know, you know what's about to happen. Now, they took some really cool things with the art direction. I feel like the art direction is the number one thing that can be said about the show as being, like, okay, this was a home run. The the art directing direction and the art team, you know, um, I think it's still Industrial Light and Magic that does this show, right? Uh, or something like that. Uh, probably probably they hit it out of the park man the sets are awesome the you know like the the sequences of like you know like the shots the the sets uh i i love um you know a lot of like the atmosphere uh the the costumes everything looks phenomenal like there's no way to say that this doesn't look like an actual other universe and especially one that we're all already like familiar with and comfortable with but the story is formulaic. The story is boring. And, like, I, you can only watch something that's boring long enough it, it, because it looks pretty, you know? And, like I, like, I, like I said, it was good enough that I kept watching it, but it was just kind of boring. It was a lot of, like, fan service boring stuff. And then they took a lot of, like, bad choices. Like, there's a lot of bad actors in these shows, you know, in the, in the Mandalorian. And a lot of bad actors that a lot of people are just like, these are really great actors. And they're not. They're pretty bad actors. They're, uh, I don't know if it's that the writing is bad for this show or every show that they've worked on or what it is, but there's a lot of sh- uh, kind of like shit tier kind of acting here. And like not uh, the Mando, right? Uh, Din is his name, right? Uh, he's fine. But like the Boba Fett actor is fucking dog shit. And um, oh, yeah, I don't agree with that. I think I think all of the actors in this show do a fine job, and I do think the writing does feel a little forced at times, and that can kind of result in kind of some stilted acting. What's her name? Think- Min Ming Ming Li Wang. The the Ming Na. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the chick the with the sniper. Yeah, yeah. I, she's dog shit in everything uh, that she does. I, she was dog shit in this, and she was dog shit in, uh, in what's it called? Agents of Shield. Uh, um, okay, I mean, I, su- I suppose I don't agree with that, but yeah, sure. Okay, and uh, um, Cara Dune is a fucking dog shit actor, and like, they're all just bad generally. Yeah, and that pa- baby Pedro Yoda Pascal is okay. <laughs> fucking baby yeah, Yoda is the worst. Yeah, really, no, I'm kidding. Like, I like baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, really, the only act that needs to be good is baby Yoda. Um, yeah, yeah. As long <laughs> as baby Yoda can convince me he's a little baby Yoda, I'm cool. Yeah. No, and uh, and like and I like Pedro Pascal. He's good enough in everything that he is and that he's in. I mean, and so I don't know if it's just like that the um, that the the team behind the writing, you know, the screenwriting team was like, well, we just gotta we gotta make this like digestible, right? Because this is gonna be our most like the, our biggest catch all. This is our widest net, and so we need to be we need it to be extremely accessible. We can't really get get bogged down in the weeds with a lot of like nuance because that is gonna by its nature, alienate, you know, some subset of the population. We need it to be a big wide net. So we'll have some cool action scenes for the people that want to watch something gritty. We'll have, you know, like very easy to follow story and dialogue for the kids. Uh, and hopefully we can catch a big, a, a big net as possible so that we can actually start getting some revenue from this thing. And I get it financially. It makes a, it makes, um, it's the smart decision to try to cast your wide net, 
But from an audience point of view, I'm not going to pretend that it's not surface level, uh, lowest, you know, hanging fruit, you know, uh, media. It literally is designed to be that way. And so, like, like I get it and I get why they do it and I get why they can't get too bogged down in the weeds with, like, real kind of nuanced characters and story. Um, but for that reason, I'm not going to praise it like it's some fucking, like, masterpiece of cinema. It's a, it's a competent Star Wars show that looks really good in comparison to less than competent Star Wars movies that have been coming out that we're all kind of just used to. I mean, I think at at, at the end of the day... You have to sit down with yourself and say, okay, like, like, what are my standards for Star Wars movies? You know, because it's like, I feel like, 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 like you said, this is maybe one of the most rose tinted uh, series ever where like people like think it's like really, really good. But like, actually, it's just like they're like nostalgia or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, like, to me, it's like at this point with all of the with the sequel trilogy coming out and the prequel trilogy being what it was at this point, I feel like my standards are low enough <laughs> and my, my love for Star Wars <laughs> is high enough yeah. to say yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that The Mandalorian is a good Star Wars show. Yes. Yeah, but, like, listen, if, if what you're saying to me is I have lowered my standards for Star Wars specifically. And I am very happy with what they're giving me. Then, like that's that's just saying to me, this has high entertainment value. And like I get it, I do something similar with Marvel movies. You know, like I give Marvel a pass in so many fucking ways uh, because I love that universe. I'm happy to spend more time in it. If you want to, you know, write Marvel on a turd and shove it into my mouth, I'm happy because it's Marvel. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm perfectly willing to accept that there are certain things that we lower our expectations for with star Wars, because I don't have a lot of like love for it, not hate for it. I don't have any hate for it, but because I don't have like this, like nostalgic kind of love for it. And and it's weird too, because I grew up with star Wars, you know, like I watched star Wars on VHS when I was a little kid. Um, and I watched the, like the, the, the special editions with all the new CG stuff when they, when they got re-released in theaters, I saw, Every Star Wars starting from um, from Phantom Menace when it first debuted in the theaters. So, like, I grew up with Star Wars, you know? Like, that shit came out in 99. I was, like, 11 years old. Uh, so, like, I... Uh, for every... Like, I should, for, like, in all respects, be the kind of kid that, like, has this, like, nostalgic love for Star Wars. But I don't. I feel like I... I was I was too much of a teenager when the bad movies were still coming out for me to just be like this kind of sucks now and then I just kind of stopped you know and I and I was a little too old to get into um, rebels and and uh, and uh, the other one or uh, forgot what it's called uh, as it was coming Clone Wars as it was coming out you know like I was just a little too old for it I was I was too old to think it was cool in a little kid way and I was too young to see how cool it is in an adult way. I was just like in that middle range where like, you're just a little too cool for school. And like, um, you know, like that was when I fell off watching a lot of anime too. Cause I was just like, I was like too old to, to see it cool as a kid and too young, uh, to see it cool as an adult. And so like, I, um, I don't know. I just, I don't have a lot of like, I don't give it a lot of uh, passes. And so when I watch it, I'm just like, okay, cool. I hope that this is cool. And it ends up being, in the most basic sense of the word, cool. You know, like there are cool things happening, but I don't get into it. It's not in a way that like competent storytelling is to me. Like, uh, like 
for example, right, let's talk about the Queen's Gambit for a moment, because I watched the entire Queen's Gambit. Um, this is one of the things that I watched since the last time we, we talked. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Did the anybody Queen... else want to talk about did anybody else want to talk about Mandalorian before we move on? No, hold on, hold on. I just I'm just gonna reference okay. this quick. So like I watched the Queen's Gambit, and that was competent storytelling in a way that it was like it was like top tier. It was one of the best shows I've seen, especially in the last couple of years. Like it was at the height. I couldn't stop watching it. I wanted a li- I literally wanted to like I wanted to watch as much of it as possible as fast as possible. It was just like it was it was a show I didn't want to put down. I loved everything. The story they were telling, the characters they were telling, the the nuance of the battle she was fighting. All of it was so fucking good. Like I cried a bunch, you know, like I related it to my life a bunch. It was engaging entertaining actually like um like uh uh it was storytelling that i could connect with and like that's not what i get from star wars from star wars i get like a good time you know like i get like explosions and lightsabers and like this is really fun but it's not like gripping me you know like it's not like um and like and and i and i don't even think that it's a fault of uh, like the medium or like the genre, for instance, because um, drama by its nature is supposed to grip you in a more like, um, like you're supposed to like relate to it more. But with um, certain um, uh, like superhero movies or whatever, there are superhero movies like, like Avengers Endgame, for instance, uh, where even though it's a superhero movie and it's supposed to be just explosive fun, like I'm still crying the whole time and laughing and it's like really gripping me and motivating me to be a stronger person and shit like that. Like it's still like I'm relating to it in a way that with Star Wars, I just don't, I never have, you know, like to me, Star Wars is very much surface level entertainment. It is the definition of a wide net. It is a fruit uh, that is lowest hanging by uh, design. I think that the purpose for it is to make as much money as possible. And so for the most people to give you their money, you need to cast the widest net, which means that you can't get bogged down in relatability because the more relatability you you have, by definition, the more specific the story has to be. And so the smaller the audience you have. And so like I, like I get the financial decisions between needing to make back the $3 billion that you paid for the franchise. Um, but like for that reason, again, I'm not going to pretend that's not that, you know, like I, I have to just when I'm watching it go, yeah, I guess I'm just going to be fine with it being completely fine television that is set in a cool world. And that's all it's going to be. But like when I go online and all these people are just like, it was a home fucking run. Holy shit. This fucking this is the best thing I've ever seen. Holy fuck. You know, like these guys are doing something that could never be done. I'm just like, dude, fucking relax. You know, like that is not that good. It is fine. It is good. It is not like screaming. Like there's videos of people screaming at their screens when uh, Luke Skywalker comes out at the end. Like literally screaming. And like, dude, that was cool. It got me in the feels. But I wasn't like convulsing, you know, like it wasn't that great. I mean, I definitely don't subscribe to the idea that Star Wars is like high art, you know? Like, I, like to me, Star Wars has always been like a simple story and then with cool sci-fi stuff and like really like cool, likable characters. Yeah, I agree with that. 
And like, I, to, to me, it's like, I don't, I don't see, I don't really see the point in like criticizing Star Wars for not being like a super duper, like in like nuanced story about, you know, like, like, like really, really like political stuff like that. Well, like, so, Endgame like, wasn't like, political. What? Endgame wasn't political. Oh yeah, sure. But like my, my, like, you can I, still I, be like a fun romp and still like get me in the feels. You know, like the reason that I cried during Endgame so much was because I cared about the characters. If Din died, I wouldn't care. Dude, if Baby I, Yoda I, died, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, okay, well, what's next then? I mean, I, I, I honestly felt something at the end of the Mandalorian. Like when, when, when Pedro Pascal took it, or Mando, when, when Mando took his helmet off, I was like, I, I felt the emotional impact of that. Sure. That like, and yeah, so yeah. like that that made me feel something, and I yeah. feel like that was like more than I had felt from any yes. Star Wars. Thing, I agree. Yeah, like in the past, like that. You know what I th- when when that happened, you know what I thought to myself, John? Yeah, I said, "Oh, this is really competent fucking storytelling. They're actually making me feel some shit now." Like I like that's that was my reaction. I was happy that they finally made me start to feel some stuff. That was cool to me because I agree when he took off his helmet and when he would like really was going above and beyond to like get this kid back. I was just like, holy shit. They made me care of it. That's nice. I'm I, I'm happy to see it cuz I haven't given a shit about any character in any Star Wars movie in quite a fucking long time, dude. Like uh like think about the three newest movies. You know, like if all of them died in a fiery crash, I'd be like, I guess that's just what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I I mean, we we all have like our I mean, our franchises and things that we are really invested into. And, you know, Star Wars, this one's just not uh, one that uh, Antonio's super invested into. Antonio can enjoy it, right? Antonio, I mean, you, you, yeah, like you said, you can, you you can look at it and and it's like, oh, this is just going to be a fun world or whatever like that. But, you know, if it's not your vibe, it's not your vibe. I mean, everyone's going to enjoy it differently, you know? Uh, John, like, you enjoyed. Mandalorian pretty well. I mean you said you had a small yes. some small uh, little nitpicks here and there but... I did I did have I actually had like a significant amount of nitpicks but I still <laughs> felt that the 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 show was still strong enough to like that that those didn't really matter okay to be totally honest okay well yeah. uh are there uh, for anybody else on the panel here are there any like thoughts on Mandalorian before we get moving on or anything like that before we pass through here nah Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So then I watched the Queen's Gambit. Obviously, fucking phenomenal. Yay. Uh, That's a the, good show. Yeah. The the actress in that show, like, uh, not like my kind of like, uh, like she's not my type. And I still was just like in love with her. Like I'm just like this is the coolest character I've ever seen. Uh, what a, what a, like a like a cool fucking woman. Uh, you know, like there's like uh the the actress played that character in an incredibly attractive way. The story that they were telling it was incredibly compelling. Yeah, um, I I also watched the Queen's Gambit. I guess I'll jump into hey, this as well. Yeah, so. yeah. What'd you think? Uh, I I loved it. I, I I also did a really enjoy that series, uh, that limited series as well. I I enjoyed the way they portrayed the chess. I enjoyed how the game of chess related to a lot of things in her life. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it was a through. There was. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The scene at the end when um when spoilers. She... Spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler we're going into to the Queen Gap, Queen's Gap. Okay, oh, no. Okay, I got to I gotta duck out. Unless you guys want to. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. So I'm just going to say something. It's not even really that spoilers. Oh, uh, uh, when you when, say that. Just plug your ears, on. John. 
Jesus, John, don't worry. This is okay. not going to spoil anything for you. She fucking so, dies. No, <laughs> yeah, she fucking dies. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 <laughs> no so like um, the scene at the end where uh, she's playing that big game and then um, she gets that call and like everyone is at that house. <laughs> I was just oh, like, yeah. this is a little cheesy. <laughs> okay, oh, no. okay, t- okay, time out, time out. I'm gonna say this, yeah. right? I'm gonna say this yeah. right now. When sh- when that when it's leading up to that to the big game and she yeah. gets the call and everyone's in the house, I was like, yeah. I was I this is my literal literal hundred percent real reaction to this scene, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is fucking cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. wait, 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 wait. I'm not done. I'm not oh, this is fucking cheesy. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, at the, same time, at the yeah. same time, a tear rolled down my face, and I was like, yes. "They're there for yeah. her." Yeah, exactly. I was th- that was my exact reaction. I thought it was cheesy, but I had tears in my eyes because I was so happy. Like that show really pulled some tears out of my fucking eyes. Like, mm-hmm. every, like every episode, I was just like, "I really want this fucking woman to succeed." Like, I wanna, mm-hmm. I wanna watch her kick everybody's ass. Sometimes and like all of works. the f- what. Sometimes the cheese works. Exactly. Yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. right there. That was the per for me. Like with the whole series that you, if you watched all the way through and you got to that moment, I was like, this was the perfect amount of cheese for this moment. I thought for me, right? Where like it, it was like, oh, this is cheesy, but it still pulled them tears and emotion out of my eyes. And I was, I, I, I would have, I, I was just like, oh, this is, this is really nice. Yeah, when uh when when she's in uh that last country and um and she sees the first guy that she played against, the journalist guy, mm-hmm. and she like runs up and hugs him, like I was fucking happy. Yeah. That he was there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like I'm like I wanted to call him and thank him for showing up. Can I yeah, can I be hundred percent honest? Like anything yeah. good that happened to her, I was really Yeah. Happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, she deserved it. I was God like, damn. every dude, fucking moment, I was like, the, oh man. At the beginning, when she when she first uh, was like starting to go to tournaments, and then her and and her mom was like, uh, you know, like if if we fly out, you know, tonight we can make so much money. And then like the montage starts, and like she's just making money. I was just like, yeah, you fucking get that money, <laughs> like like. <laughs> I hope you guys live the life of luxury, you know, like, I was so I happy. hope you get everything you deserve. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was just like, sleep in a comfy bed, get drunk. Oh, man, yeah, that Did was... Drink that martini on the airplane. That was, yeah. sure, a series. I liked I liked uh, them really portraying the time period as well. I liked everything. Yeah, yeah. they did a great they, job. It was a great time, time. yeah. Oh, you know what I thought was funny, though? What was funny? The uh, The really, really good other guy... Uh, the 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 scrawny dude. Oh with yeah, the, with the cowboy hat, the guy that looked like David Spade. <laughs> the guy oh, that looked yeah. like David Spade. Yeah, yeah. So that guy was the oh. funniest juxtaposition of a character I've ever seen because I... he's supposed to be like this like weathered badass of. <laughs> but he was <laughs> chess he, player. Like... But he was also just like I wear a long, I wear like a black <laughs> coat my, and a like, black cowboy hat. Cowboy yeah. hat. Yeah, like he's got a knife out of dude. And he lives in New York. Like, he's not yeah. even from the South. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but he's just, like, this, like, old 60s style. But the fact that he's, like, this really super cool guy, but he's also the world's, like, lamest, scrawniest, like, like gangliest dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I yeah. was like, 
I was like, I don't believe you that you're that cool. Like, I love your commitment to being that cool, but I don't believe it. I don't buy this cool. He, he, you know what? He, he, he was, he was trying to be the person he wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know yeah, what? He was succeeding. Confidence. Confidence. Yeah, he was succeeding. He was having an awesome life. So good for him. Every you know, single like, scene like... you saw him in, he was surrounded by people, and he was like lecturing yeah. them, and they were like, yeah, "Are you, yeah. pl- are you playing? Nah, I just fucking show up to talk to people." Yeah. <laughs> Walks yeah. out. I was like, like oh, no, right. I don't play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so yeah, it's a good so series, that, uh, really great series. If you haven't seen it, yeah, I love the reveal. Series. I love the reveal of um how he lived. I thought that was a really funny scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't expect it. I, yeah. yeah, I really loved. I, I loved the series. It was really good. I burned through it in like like with a with a veracity I had like scarcely seen. Yeah, which really? brings me into uh, another show that I watched during this break, Mister Robot. Have you guys ever watched Mister Robot? No, oh, I have. No. Uh, so this is one I've 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 kept on the backlog. I just never. Uh, I like Remy Malik, the the main mm-hmm. actor. I just yeah, never got yeah. around to watching it. So go ahead, well, have, John. Did you say you watched it? No, I've never seen it. Uh, okay, and Jason, you haven't either, right? No. So uh, I haven't finished season four. There's only four seasons, and that at the end of season four, it's over. Season one, stellar, mm-hmm. home run, ten out of ten, knocked it out of the park. Hundred percent. Hear this all the time. Season two. Stellar, nine out of ten, still a home run. Knocked it, maybe didn't knock it out of the park, but it's in the bleachers, you know, mm-hmm. like 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 way fucking good. Maybe not as good as as uh, season one, but if it's not, it's just barely not. Like it's still fucking great. Mm-hmm. Season three, it's still a home run, but um, like it hit the back wall. They caught it. And then that, you know, that means like, you're they out. Just, if they caught they it, just, that means no, no, no. They <laughs> didn't catch it. It hit the back wall first. Okay, got you it. Know? And then, you know, it starts rolling. They pick it up. They threw it. But by the time they throw it, you already did three. You know, oh, like yeah. it's it's not as impressive by any means. But it's still comp. It's still a home run. You know, you got three runs out of this bitch. Uh, and then so far, season four is like foul ball. Like, oh, no, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> it's fucking like oh, it's like Antonio, like it like Antonio, I want to hear, hear a catchphrase. Give me the catchphrase. Yeah. It's fucking clown shoes. Like, All right, for real. Got it, got it. Like uh like <laughs> honestly, and it really does feel like clown shoes in the sense that like it feels like uh like Sam Esmail, Esmail, the guy who wrote it, mm-hmm. um, really just got way too up inside of his own ass. Like he would like he like he got a whiff of his own ass and he's just like, oh shit, that smells really good. And he crawled all the way inside his own ass <laughs> so that he's like just like this Ouroboros of a human being. Because it's like not even good anymore. It's like way too much now. It's like like the Mr. Robotness of the show is like caked. Like it's like too rich. Like you're just like, come on, dude. This is a little you're going too far. And so like I'm not I'm super not into it. Like I'm finishing it just because over the course of the last like two weeks, I've literally burned through like a hundred hours of this fucking show and so like i'm gonna finish it but um but i'm not super into it anymore like like it's i don't know how they're gonna finish it but whatever it is i feel like whatever's coming is gonna be such a fucking letdown that it's gonna be like like game of thrones bad where Mm -hmm. like i never even want to hear about it ever again okay so that's that i finished hunter hunter with janet oh okay that that I've been waiting for this for let's see you started this way back when so yeah. I would say I've been waiting for this for like two months all right at least yeah for sure what yeah. was the reaction to the big scene a lot of crying okay 
Yeah. From you? So like, no, from her. Okay. So like, so like, here's the cool thing, right? So watching it with Janet's been really rewarding because she got into it, okay. and that's rare. Usually, when when I show things to people, or even more generally, when people show things to people, there's not the same emotional reaction, right? Because media is very um, subjective. You know, yeah, like if, exactly. if you're vibing with it, if it relates to you, that's why. Uh, things like Disney cast a wider net so they can be relatable to everybody in a less, in a more surface level kind of way. There are certain media that will touch you to your core, but it's because it's so relatable just to you. And so when I, when people show each other things, they go, okay, this is good, but maybe they don't pick up what you're putting down really. With Janet, one of the most rewarding things about watching Hunter Hunter was that she is, was enjoying it as much as I did the first time around. You know, like she couldn't wait to watch more. She was really into it. She loved the characters and all that. So I was just like, oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So when we were getting to the really big things, I was worried. I was just like, man, I really hope that this really hits her the way that, you know, like it it can, mm-hmm. the way that I know it's it's um it's capable of. Mm-hmm. And uh we get to this, um we get to the big scenes. There's a there's a scene where um where the main character confronts his main adversary and he's like so like focused and angry at this adversary that he kind of like is a little mean to Kilo, his best friend. And that scene resonated so much that she cried and like good. Cause like I was crying too, but like, I loved that 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 I saw that emotion because when I saw that emotion, I'm just like, oh yeah, when the big thing happens, she's really gonna feel it. And then the next big thing that happened was that. So, um, oh, it was no. So we watch the um, the Netero King fight, the Netero Merum fight, and she was like, you know, glued to the screen, and that was awesome because that's an insane scene. The end of that is crazy. Um, and then there's the big thing that happens. And during the big thing that happens, she cried the whole time and was just like blown away, you know, like speechless. And that was awesome to be able to like live vicariously through her experience, you know, mm-hmm. the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a the ending. The last episode of the series is like the is like the real show finale, because essentially the way that I describe Hunter Hunter is that the Chimera Antark is Hunter Hunter. And everything that happens in the first four arcs is just the explanation for why things are going to work the way that they work in the Chimera Antark. And the thing that happens after the Chimera Antark is just a little bit of, like, resolution. But the actual show is just the, like, 70-some episodes of the Chimera Antark. Mm-hmm. And it's even more, like, realistic to see it that way because the Chimera Antark has a finale like no other arc does, even insofar as it not having an intro, it's just like it kind of starts like a movie, like the the action ju- or the you know like the story just starts, and then there's like credits rolling as the things are happening, mm-hmm. and there's no uh, outro either. It's just like this soft song to the ending credits. So like it has like this like movie quality ending, and that episode. <laughs> We at the end of that episode were both sobbing, like like we couldn't talk to each other about it because we were sobbing so hard, which I loved. Being able to experience that with my girlfriend was one of the coolest things I think I've ever done. I got like like I was so happy to have been able to do something like that because it didn't. It wasn't just watching it with somebody else. It was watching it with somebody else who related to it in such a powerful way that we were both 
sobbing and like not even able to speak. We were sobbing so hard. And that was cool. I like that. I was really happy to have done that with her. And then she finished the series. Uh, you know, there's only seven. I think there's 13 episodes after Amir Antarch ends, and then the series is over. And she loved it. You know, she it's one of her favorite series. She loves the characters. Uh, you know, like she has merchandise now. You know, like she bought like merch mm-hmm. for it uh, mm-hmm. because she, you know, like liked the show so much. So that's really cool. Yeah, really sounds like a wonderful time for the two of you. It really was. It really, really was. And then uh, my last thing is that I was gifted Masterclass for um, Christmas. Oh. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's just a subscription. So I have all of Oh, them. really? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I was gifted a year subscription to Masterclass. Very and uh, I just started watching a couple of nights ago. I started the course for the poker one. Um, and I started that one because one, I like to play poker a lot Two, in 2022, I'm going to be taking a trip to Las Vegas. Uh, and, and one of the things my brother and my cousins want to do is play poker. So like, I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but three, I didn't want to do anything too heavy just in case, you know, like this was like, I wanted to get a a general sense for what these classes are going to be like. So I figured I'd start with something, you know like tepid like uh like poker i was just like okay this isn't gonna be too heavy because i can't wait to get to the like the um, like the the writing ones and the singing ones and the cooking ones like i'm really gonna be into it because like i want to explore the theory behind it all and like these people really go like into the nitty-gritty so i wanted to see what it was like so i was just like well uh, oops let's start with poker and and uh we'll see where that goes and so i'm i'm like two hours into the master class and already, none of you should ever play poker against me. <laughs> All right. Like, like they really like poker is already a game that I enjoyed playing, and so like it's it's a game that I th- I already knew had a lot of nuance to it, but I had never really been explained the nuance. I just had picked up on nuance because I've played the game enough, and so uh, now there's like a you know a world class you know like top of the top fucking turn uh, like tournament poker tournament player explaining the game in its history and its strategy and its most granular. And it is explaining this to somebody who loves granularity and, and over explanations. And like just in the first two hours, it's, it's not a good idea to play poker against somebody who's like, who, who has exposed themselves to this much strategy because like the game, as it turns out is very strategy based you can there's absolutely some hard fucking technique at the top and like it makes an entire like it makes a huge difference they explain to you how people bet in ranges and how those ranges are affected by your place on the board and by the types of bets that you've been making based on where you're sitting and um it's like the things that you can that you can pick up on the game is not at all about the cards in your hand. The game is about reading your opponents and how they play based on where they are. And like I'm like blown away. I love the um, the uh, again the granularity of these master classes. I can't wait to watch more. So expect that at least you know every time that we do this, I'm going to talk about at least one master class that I've been watching. Okay. Well, all right. and that's it, guys. I'm done. That's it. That's, That's it? all I've watched. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You don't got anything else riding around up there? Uh, you know, like, I, I know that you guys thought that I, I went for very, very little, so I'm um, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. All right. Well, I guess it's all, it's over to me then, huh? 
All right. So, uh, shit. What have I watched? Okay. So, I wanted. Uh, I I've been hankering for a little bit of uh, Dragon Ball Z, guys. Right. Okay. Um, but I also didn't want to watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> So what I did is I went on YouTube and I watched the Dragon Ball Bridge series from. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Right. Are they done with that yet? They they, yeah, they, finished. they, they, they finished that. Yeah, they can. They're not doing it anymore. Like, uh, but did they get to the end of Boo? No, no they stopped at Cell. Cell. Yeah, they stopped at Cell. Um, Why? Because it got to be a bit much. It got to be a lot. So like, there's there's a lot of stuff in this. I think there's a lot of videos out there about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it got to be a lot. So, um, I will say again. Uh, I think it's a really great parody series. Um, if you are a fan of Dragon Ball, I mean that that that's a really fun, uh, mm-hmm. uh, quick, great edited series. Um, it starts off, of course, early. You know, so so you know the cuts aren't as good, but then as it goes, as it progresses, they get really good with the the cuts, and it it, it really makes it it makes you feel like did I see this in the real show or not? <laughs> yeah, it's been around long enough where it's like, which one was that from again? Shit, was this the fake one or is this the parody <laughs> one? You know, is this the parody one or the real one? So yeah. I just I just watched through that again. So I was like, I haven't watched it in a while, and it's it still holds up to me. Uh, I thought it was really great. So good stuff there. Um. Let's see. New stuff that Jaboy watched. Um, so I did watch the Queen's, Queen's Gambit, enjoyed that, so that was fun. Right. Um let's see, what else did I watch? Uh so oh, the big thing that I've been watching recently, um, that I binged my way through, uh, was I watched Cobra Kai. Oh, oh. um What'd you think? So did it, has anybody here watched it? No. I've never seen it. No, no, Antonio, you've never watched it. Uh, I'd never watched Cobra Kai. I, I've been, I had been considering watching it, and then somebody told me who watched all of it that I specifically wouldn't like it. That it's a good show, but it's not really up my alley, so I, I don't plan on watching it. Yeah, uh, is anybody here a big fan of the Karate Kid? I would not call myself a big fan of the Karate Kid now. Yeah, I, I've seen the original Karate Kid, but I've never, never been. I wouldn't subscribe to be a big fan now. I wonder if there's anybody on the planet that said that would say I'm a big fan of the Karate. Yeah, like yeah, I'm a Karate Kid loyalist. Yeah, 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 like I know the lore, you know. Yeah, yeah, of this one movie. Okay, I'm a fan of the Karate Kid movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> like you know the lore. Yeah, I know a lot about the lore and stuff like that. But it, so, so here's the thing, right? Like, I'm a fan of it by what's the word here i grew up with these movies right um nostalgic so one two and three they were constantly on repeat uh uh on tv for me um i also had the films uh you know my parents had them i thought they were you know they're really good um so they're kind of just like you know my own you know nostalgic you know you know i guess i don't know there's there's some some films that i just really enjoy you know they 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 i feel nostalgic for them um cobra kai i thought was uh really well done you know um it's i'm not gonna sit here and say that it's uh 10 out of 10 the most dramatic thing i've ever seen or anything like that or it's so it's well done and blah 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 it's not like queen's gambit or something like that but this series i think is one part heart one part fun and uh that's all you need to know about it it's just a fun time you know mm-hmm. um it is i think it is as fun as watching like a f- 
a cheesy anime kind of you know where it's just like oh shit's gonna happen you know the the someone's gonna rise as like the the big bad and someone has to take them down and things like that you know um the 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 acting is a little hammy here and there which is like and they poke fun at themselves here and there a lot too which is really fun and so that's what's really great about it like i don't think you watch the series they are both poking fun at themselves but also taking it seriously at the same time with the lore because you know they do a lot of stuff to really respect the the old series but also flipping it in the new series here because uh Cobra Kai takes place like 30 years after the the original films um and uh you just 20 kind of, years uh, they 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 mentioned they mentioned thirty a lot in the series. Oh wow, that's so, crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, because I believe it's this like everything they say it's the eighties <laughs> that all happens. Um, so it's I think it's just a fun series. I think that if you enjoyed the Karate Kid films and you were just looking for something to have fun with, um, this is right up your alley. I mean, it's it's i don't know it's just a big old ball of fun guys i i don't i had a great time binging through it uh there was three seasons out and uh now i was waiting for the new one to drop so i could binge through all of it now and uh i did and i liked all the callbacks i like all the tributes and you know easter eggs to the old movies um it was all really well done you know yeah is is some of the acting kind of kind of hammy and 80s that's i think that's what they were going for i don't think they were ever gonna like i don't think they're going for you know the most dramatic acting ever but are there some heartfelt scenes in it sure are there some are there some fun clown shoes moments yeah there are and i think that they were meant to be that because the the way that they portray them um are meant to be that way you know um there's literally this is not a spoiler but there's literally a moment where like oh uh the the two dojos are warring with each other right um and then they all have like the they all have like their own students right and they just ha- both dojos have happened to have a very scrawny very small kid on th- on the team and when when like the teams come head to head those two little scrawny guys are always at each other's throats and they're not really doing anything to really each other they're kind of you know they're not fighting fighting they're really more of just like you know talking trash and like one might like push the other one or something like that but it's it's played up for for laughs and it's just like you know okay you know what it's this isn't supposed to be taken seriously this isn't you know but at but then there are moments where like there's some dramatic moments where there's like you know they revisit some of the rivalries and some of the bad blood and I just like how they flip the the script on things and they really go into the lore of when there's bad blood between two people and, you know, there's two sides to every, you know, to the stories. Sometimes it's, there's one side and then there's another side, but then there's actually the truth of the whole thing, you know? Um, So it kind of like portrays, you know, okay, who's really the good guy? Who's really the bad guy? And at the end of the day, there's sometimes real life is not, black and white like that you know so that's kind of like where it comes from and so i like that a lot so uh yeah so i okay. i think if you're looking for a fun show where just shit happens there's some f- fun cheesy karate stuff that happens and they they make callbacks to the, I, I think it's hilarious that you know 
the like there's this one part in 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 uh Reseda that like is all about karate, you know? Like it's just like <laughs> the, yeah, okay, this is like this is I could see this just be, you know, just switch over to the anime mode in my mind and this is just like okay, you know, karate's all the thing, all the rage here, you know. There's a whole big tournament, I guess, you know, so let's go on, let's do it. So, I I, I think it's really fun. So, good stuff. Cool. Um, and I think that, oh, no, there's one more thing. I've, I forgot about the Christmas stuff that I watched. Uh, I oh. watched A Christmas Carol, um, and it's the FX, uh, new show that the 2020 show with Guy Pierce. A show? Uh, yes. Or it's a mini series, but I guess it was, I guess if you look up on Hulu, it's put together as a movie, but it's like a three hour movie because it's actually supposed to be three parts. Okay. Um, but yeah, and this it, is the classic. This is basically yeah, the Scrooge story. Yeah, classic Scrooge story. But what they do, it's uh produced by um god, what's his fucking name? Venom guy. What's his name? Uh Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy and uh so, and some other folks, they they came together and they wanted to tell kind of like a more darker version. Like like if you were going to tell a Christmas carol for adults, right oh okay you know and so this is basically what it is right so it it doesn't have all that kind of um christmasy cheer to it it's a very like kind of dark and kind of gritty take on it mm-hmm. i guess if you right. look at, if you look at it um Enjoy. uh i guess I, if i had to compare this to anything it rem- the the t- the setting of it like the way they portray London and everything like that it reminds me of like I don't know if anybody's here just watched like Peaky Blinders or something like that, um, but yeah okay yeah so it's 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 very much they try to ground it while also still dealing with like the supernatural stuff right okay um so there's still the spirits there's still all that stuff that happens but it's still it's it's darker it kind of goes into more in depth on like why Scrooge is the way he is. Um, you know, the, sometimes things aren't as clear cut. Um, they kind of go into more darker, a little bit darker territory on what he like did. Cause you know, in, in like some of the Christmas Carol stories, they kind of just like, Oh, he's just the crotchety greedy old man, but they don't really go into the, you know, story of like, Oh, he, really screwed some people over and you know he cost some people their lives and things like that and he just wasn't a great guy you know and he made some really you know bad decisions um that he thought were just great business opportunities you know i, um, I don't think that's a, a lesson that has been lost to people no 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 i'm saying that like they go more in depth into it i'm not saying it's a, it's a lesson that's lost into it you know so here's the thing right um i think that the it's 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 a serviceable show, I think. I think it's actually well acted by Guy Guy Pierce, who plays Scrooge in this. Um, but the thing is, I think by the end of it, I was left with like, this doesn't have that Christmassy cheer. Not the <laughs> Christmassy cheer, but like, what's it called? By the end of it, it was like you're supposed Holy to be, spirit. This you're you're left without the spirit or hope, right? Oh, and okay. it's it still kind of feels like a bittersweet end, you know what I mean? And yeah, so boy. at this at the end of it, I was like, hmm, 
I don't know. Like, I enjoyed their take, and I enjoyed that it was a unique take on it. And I was like, okay, sure. I still think my favorite is still like a, a Muppets Christmas Carol, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's just totally different. But this, I thought, was like, oh, this is interesting what they're going with, and they kind of go into more, you know, like a harder, realistic, you know, consequences to people's decisions uh, in life. Um, but. I enjoyed what I saw, but by the end, I wouldn't call it like, you know, knocked it out of park 10 out of 10, you know? Uh, I, th I think by the end, it was like, I wish that there was a bigger change. Cause by the end, there should be like a huge change and a shift, and like there should be hope and, you know, more of that light at the end of the tunnel with the like the Christmas Carol story, you know what yeah, I mean? That's like, that's like your reward for getting through it. Yeah, and they kind of go through all this, and by the end, you're, I mean you're feeling everything, and you feel the the sympathy, and you 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 start to understand things more, and by the end of it, there's just like okay, things happened at the end, and you know it very much does it does stick to the Christmas Carol story, but it just doesn't pay off as as great as like other Christmas Carol stories have, you know if that makes sense. It does. So, right. Okay. So at that's first, the, I thought you were sure. talking about the Jim Carrey version of a Christmas Carol, where it's all like that, the like animated one, the CGI yeah, the animated one, yeah. one, where it's like it's like it's a CG movie, but it's like all realistic depictions of like human beings and stuff like that. So yeah, it feels yeah. Really weird. Yeah, yeah, and I think that one's and that one also kind of went to some dark places as well a little bit in the, in some of the scenes, but it wasn't as okay. dark as this. This went dark, right? They okay. went they like there was child death, there was people. You know, there was things that happened. Um, so it, it's it's a it's for mature audiences only. It's not a family series. You know, it's not a family See, version of the story. I hear yeah. the words mature audience only coupled with the words a Christmas carol. And it's I, I, I just don't see the point. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what and this is one of the things where I was like, oh, they went I, I like I had never thought of it until I saw this. And I was like, oh. Well, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I never thought about it like this before. I mean, like, again, like I said, I when I think Christmas Carol, my mind goes to the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. I just see, you know, yeah. you know, good cheer and fun, you know, fun things happening. And, you know, yeah, someone learns their lesson. But this, I thought it was interesting. I just don't think they stuck the landing, you know. Okay. Um, I think that there should have been a bigger... For it being a three-hour... I mean, actually, it was it was a three part miniseries. I felt like by the end of it, I felt like there wasn't um, a big enough climax to the story. I felt like that it was almost as as if they paced through the ending real fast. You know, um, yeah. they they spent so much time kind of going into backstory with Scrooge and things like that, which I thought was really great. But they just for what they were going for, they should have stuck the landing. You know, so, well, and that's what I gotta say on that. So, and that's all I watched, guys. So, all very right. cool. Yeah. All right, let's move on to gaming. I want to hear what people been playing. John, let's start with you. Oh, oh, oh! I remember. Okay, I almost forgot. <laughs> so I played. Uh, I got. Uh, I got Super Mario 3D All Stars for Christmas. Oh yeah. I saw yeah. you logging on to that. Yeah, and so I've been playing a little bit of Mario 64. 
Okay. I also yeah. have been dabbling in that. Yeah. How far uh how far did you get, John? Where are you at? Uh, I'm not that far. I only played a couple times. Uh but I I beat uh the first Bowser fight and I think I was I was uh I was doing the 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 hot lava level where it's like there there's the bullies that you have to like push into the lava. I think that's kind of where I got stuck. Yeah, I was uh that was one of the last worlds I played as well. It's um it's tricky when the controls aren't as tight as the DS version. Yeah, oh boy, is I'm it. Used to. Yeah, oh the, the controls are a little loose in that one. Really? It's true. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it... obviously it plays well, but like you, you kind of feel the age a little bit. Yeah, you do feel the age. The The camera is really bad, too, because it's like the camera's normally, atrocious. Yeah, normally you have like full analog control of like the camera in like most games nowadays. But back then they like they had it on like this like like axis system where you can only like point it at like a certain like angle basically it was it's really like weird and clunky you don't have fine control over it i'm well aware of at the time that was a big deal yeah nowadays it does not feel good it does not feel good at all yeah okay but uh yeah i want to say that's basically like the only like new thing i've been playing i played a little bit of mario kart with my girlfriend and that was cool but i don't really have a whole lot to say about it did you win did i win uh yeah yeah, i guess so i won (laughs) (laughs) in name only yeah really (laughs) the real winner was uh my girlfriend who got mario kart for christmas so yeah the real winner was the friends you made along the way it's true. It always is. For some reason, that's always the answer. It, it's always the answer. Yeah, always. All right, cool. Uh, all right, then let's move over to Jason, if that's all you got. Yep. Okay, Jason, okay. what you play? Um, Not a whole lot either. Holy uh, shit. I know. Well, the thing is, because I've been, a lot of my time, I've been painting. Um, So instead of, like, playing, I'm doing that, and I'm watching YouTube. Um. So I've been working, I I took a plunge into some ill-advised territory, and I started working on a new army for Warhammer 40k. I have This is into- now, uh, for reference, his second army in 40k in the month that he's been playing. Listen. <laughs> oh boy. I, I did not invest all that money into Imperial mm-hmm. Guard earlier before, which mm-hmm. is kind of my little justification for it. Like, I really only invested you're like right. yeah, you're 100 right. some dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got yourself started with Imperial Guard, then you went yeah. hard into Gene Steeler. Cult. Yeah, because I was like, "Oh, look at this cool sci-fi one, though. Like everyone's purple. It's really cool." <laughs> um, so, like, it's pretty much everyone I've ever talked to about Warhammer, they say that like you should follow your heart, like go with the rule of cool, yeah, like just yeah. play what you think is cool. And <laughs> these guys, like, it, I'm pretty sure they were around the last time I was playing. But the image on the codex, I think, is, like, super misleading for, like, the actual aesthetic of the army, where Gene Stiller cults are kind of all, like, they're, like, an infectious, like, kind of um, hive mind that takes over, and it's, like, a something that grows underground, and they've got this, like, kind of mining theme to them, and, like, the subterranean suits and stuff. And then you see, like, the, the, the picture on the book, and it's this, like, it's one of their maguses, and this is, like, really long, flowy robes. It's a very kind of religious-looking thing. And, like, that's certainly an aspect to it, but I don't think it's a good, like, representation of, like, what they look like as a whole. So I never, like, paid them any mind. And then I, I finally, like, learned about them, and I was like, oh, these guys are actually the fucking coolest thing in the world. So 
I thought that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm eagerly looking forward to working on more models. I just finished a couple hours ago. I bought one one box earlier last week to kind of tide me over, and I just finished painting them this morning. And then this week, I'm going to be investing more money into it because I have a lot of like Christmas and birthday money. <laughs> so I've got some fat cash to drop, and I'm going to be getting a lot more models. Oh, Pretty wow. much everything I need to get to the 25 power 500 point army whatever patrol detachment like i'm pretty much buying all that this week and i'm going to start working on it so it's going to be be really fun because once you get to that point then i can play the game yeah we'll we'll have like uh, oh we played this game (laughs) could you imagine playing warhammer holy oh man what a ride um yeah so that's that's a lot of my time has been doing that and a lot of research because um genes to the cult is not a really accessible entry entry level army um but i'm up for the challenge i i i really like the way they're supposed to play they're very ambush based there's a lot of like denial of information that they can do which traditionally is something i've liked like um i i think about pokemon and pokemon i build my teams to be very anti meta or like i'll like see what's very popular and i find ways to like shut them down and this is very similar to that um so i'm looking very much to playing this game um what else have i done i played i know i played one game oh i didn't play it yet i showed you guys the other day i got this game called brutality um and good god that game looks fucking awesome this is the you guys remember the pictures i was showing you the other night it's it's got this um it's a it's a you can play up to four people. You need at least two people, obviously. Uh, but it's a arena fighter, like medieval style game. And I saw this like it just came out of Kickstarter a little bit ago. Uh, so I ordered it. it. Took a couple weeks to come in and now I'm super excited. And it's got this like the the art style in the box is like kind of the darkest dungeon art aesthetic. But like right, yeah, if you like scaled up the characters to like real portions, because the 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 guys in Darkest Dungeon are like little squat guys with tiny little limbs, and they look great. But this is like like what if they were like full people, and like I can't speak for the gameplay yet. But as far as art direction goes, and like the like how they actually translated it into their figurines, like fucking A plus knocked it out of the park. Like it really works for me at least. Mm. So I'm super, super duper excited to play that. Yeah, it looks really great. Yeah, it looks. Oof, you got. I'm gonna make you guys play it. I know you guys want to play it deep down in your hearts, but I'm making you anyways. All right, I believe you. Um, let me think. Uh, other games that I've played, not a whole lot. I really only have the Switch available to me right now, so I've been playing a little bit of Mario 64. Um, just like mentioned earlier, um, I'm about 30 stars in and I'm already kind of starting to feel the urge to not play anymore. Like, I feel like I've gotten the experience, so I don't know if I'm going to keep playing quite Uh, frankly. Have you played any like sunshine or uh, Mario galaxy at all? Uh, I played a bunch of sunshine. That was the first one I played because I was very excited for sunshine. Um, and I got to a point and I just didn't know what to do anymore. 
I don't know if I unlocked all the. I might have just unlocked all the levels because I was I was playing, I was playing, I was playing, and I'm like, why why are there any new levels opening up? So I kind of stopped playing for a little bit, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I might have just unlocked all the levels, and I just needed to like get enough stars to get to the final area. So that's probably what right. happened. <laughs> so maybe I'll get back into that, and then eventually I'll play Galaxy again as well. But playing all of this has kind of made me want to just play Odyssey again. Because it's like right, kind of the yeah. same thing, but with like better controls. Mm. But we'll see. Bit of a Mario kicker. Okay. Um. Yep. Oh, also with my, my Warhammer army, um, there's this really cool model called the Patriarch, and he's kind of like the big boss of the cult. Like, if a gene sealer gets somewhere and starts infecting people, he just kind of turns into the, the Patriarch, which is like the Alpha. And he's very similar in design to the Metroid character Ridley, whom I love dearly. So that's <laughs> all going to be... <laughs> that's all. I'm painting the Patriarch in Ridley colors, and I think it's going to be really cool. Um, so it's kind of like the whole thing is kind of a little Metroid-themed. Very excited for that. I just want cool. an excuse to talk about Ridley more. Did you know that? <laughs> um, did you know that Smash Ultimate's been out for like almost three years now, and Ridley's still bad? Who would have thought? Man, what a concept! <laughs> Man, is that game really three years old now? Almost. I want to. It's either three or more. Maybe wow, it's that's wild. It's like maybe it's like a little less than three coming up on three, but it's definitely in that ballpark. Wow. And it's, they've had so many bad like patches and balance changes and Ridley's still bad. Like oof. So maybe irritated. uh you just haven't accepted the truth, Jason. And that oh is- I have. No, hold on. The truth uh-huh. is that they want Ridley to be bad. Oh they do. Sakurai is a vindictive man. That's why he won't put Waluigi in the game. There's literally <laughs> zero reasons for Waluigi not to be in the game. He just doesn't like him. I'm I'm convinced like there's no fucking reason. He's just like, oh, I hate Waluigi. Don't put him in the game. <laughs> <sighs> did we have? Did we ever have a talk about Sephiroth at all? Because Sephiroth came out, I think, over the time that we were we were away. No. Yeah. 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 No. I played against him now. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't think we talked about Sephiroth. No, you haven't. Um, he's pretty fun. He's super fun. I really like him a lot. Yeah. Like I have played a good. good I played a lot of smash over the day past couple like weeks um john did you do the sephiroth challenge i did i i i because what happened the deal with the sephiroth challenge right i didn't really pay attention i just heard like there was a sephiroth challenge you could play sephiroth right away yeah i was like okay i'll go there and i'll do the challenge or whatever and like Mm -hmm. was what was the deal was that if you beat sephiroth you could play as him right away yeah on any mode like it okay. was really like you could get them really easy. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I I actually did beat Sephiroth on very hard, I believe. Yeah. Because I I I thought I heard that that's how you needed to get him, and so I beat him on on very hard on like my second try, and I was very very happy with myself about it. <laughs> um, Sakurai said that he wanted it to be so that if you could only unlock Sakura, Sephiroth through very hard, but they couldn't get it to work basically. Oh really? Um, yeah, I don't know if it's like a like a technical issue. I feel like it could, like it shouldn't be. Like I don't. Yeah, feel like, like that's that... really simple. Yeah. to just have the only that one. I, I think, think I... it's more my... of a like an audience issue. Yeah, I, my guess is that like corporate didn't want them to like exclude content from like people just because they weren't good at the game. They want it to be accessible to everybody. So 
Yeah. Mm. And it is, um, like, I don't know if it's hard for some people. I, I have to imagine it would be. Right. But I, people like you and me, John, like, I beat it on my third try, to be uh-huh. fair. But on my third try, I beat it in seven seconds. So, oh, wow. Okay. Like, I really figured that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I take a lot of pride in that, quite frankly, because I know. I know there's people with better records than that, but I know I beat Mewtwo King. Mewtwo King beat it in 14 seconds, so I'm like, okay, uh, I must be better than Mewtwo King then. So. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I I beat my, my strat for the Sephiroth challenge was at first I think I just like I play I can't remember who I started off with, but I I died and I was like, okay, well I'm ditching that idea, and and it was a stamina battle, so it was it, it like Sephiroth and you have health, and I was like, well, what if I just like get him off stage and then gimp him? So I went to Jigglypuff. And then my uh, my uh, my stamina went down to like point two. Oh and I, was, no. I was almost dead. I was like, oh my god, this is totally fucking over. But at the last minute, I fucking clutched it out and I like gimped him off the side of the stage. Yeah. and I was satisfied with myself about it. I mean, I did the same thing. I mean, I was playing Ridley, obviously, and I just like the first two tries. I was like, I know. I can gimp. I'm like, I know I can. And then I got, I was like, yeah, of course I could do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wasn't that hard. Um, have you played him at all, John? I played him a little bit. I haven't been playing a whole lot of smash lately, but I did when he, when he first came out, I did play him a bit and uh, I really like him. I, I, I really like, I don't know. He just hits, he, has, he hits super good and it's like his, it's really slow. So it's like, it's easy for them to dodge it, but like, if they don't respect you, then that's when yeah. you like hit hella hard. They don't respect that length. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of light he is interesting. He's very light. He'll like yeah. consistently die at like sixty or seventy. But um, he's a, he's definitely got a lot of some cool stuff going on with them. So it's a it's a good addition to the game. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. A lot of people were very very happy about that. Were, yeah, they were saying like Sephiroth was the guy they wanted in. So yeah, I know. I know. I think you said we we talked about Sephiroth when he was announced, and I think you said oh, that sure. like. People were kind of disappointed that it was like another sword character or whatever. Oh yeah, but, like I this mean, feels like a totally different kind of character than your like typical like sword user. So I mean, kind of, it's the sword character but longer. But yeah. hey, to each their own. It's true. I think he's fine. I don't think he's overpowered or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, anything else? Whose turn is it? Hello. Anything Where else? It? We're good. I thought it was the yeah. I thought he was asking you if there was anything. yeah. I was asking if there was anything else, Jason. Me? Yeah. Oh, is this still my turn? Yeah, yes, it was still your turn. No way. Um. Yeah. Gosh, I don't think I've played anything else. Oh boy. The <laughs> okay, Antonio. How would you play? Uh, I played uh, in this entire time. I've played one game of Warhammer, and that's it. Oh. In in over the course of three weeks. Oh no, that's not true. I also played. Uh, a big game of that game that I that we were talking about. Oh, yeah, which which we never. Played, which... I got to play that too. Yeah, you got to play that one too. I got a, I got a couple of games in that, but I played one big game with six people. It was six of us. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, and it was really fun. Um, yeah, it was a blast. Uh, a lot of rules got kind of ironed out. Oh, good. <sighs> so that'll be really fun to play. And then I played a game of Warhammer uh, at a thousand points the other night. And um, I made a really good list, a list that I thought was um, solid in all around. So, like, I didn't, I didn't uh, do my usual shit. 
which is to uh, allocate a lot of points into heavy models. What I did was I brought a balance list. I brought three heavy models and then what? Yeah, exactly. What a concept. I, I brought th three heavy models and then I brought uh, four squads of troops and two squads of elites. And I was just like, no, I'm going to take this one seriously. I'm going to cover all my bases. I'm going to, I'm going to really give this guy a run for his money. Cause really the idea was to serve him up some humble pie. Like it was going to be mm -hmm. like, uh, like I talked a lot of shit beforehand. I was like, uh, sorry, you know, like, I know you've been winning a lot, but, you know, now it's time for you to get slapped down the peg. And then I got fucking wrecked. Oh. Um, bottom of turn three, I was done. There was, oh. there was, no, there was no more for me to do. Uh, I had one of my three HQs left. My warlord was dead. Um, two of my four troops were gone, and I still had both troops of elites but both of them were uh were like um they were all caught up in shit that didn't matter and so like i was like okay nope that's it they we're calling it no way for me to win anymore was it like you got outplayed or is he just like rolling hot no 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 he i got outplayed rolling hot should never be a thing if the if the dice are what uh are what made or broke the game for you, then you made a bad list. Because the game the game should always be about strategy, regardless of how high you're rolling. And um and I honestly the the game came down to me not knowing what death marks do. I played against Necrons with my Thousand Sons. I didn't know what death marks did. I didn't know that they could ignore the lookout sir rule, which meant that they could target my HQ uh without having to worry about my meat shield, which is it, it the entire reason I fucking brought that much meat shield. Um, I wasn't using cover because I was using my meat shield as cover, uh, and where I could do damage, he negated that by, uh, having units with his, uh, HQs that forced me to hit the unit before hitting, before targeting the HQ, which made it impossible to hit those HQs, which, uh, really just kind of like, uh, it put me in, in a really compromising situation. Really, I think the crux of it was that I didn't know what death marks did. If I, I was asking a lot of questions because I really wanted to be like 100% sure what everything was doing, and he was very upfront about what everything did. I just didn't think to ask about the death marks because uh, they were in deep strike. And once they came down, um, he did an ability and a stratagem that fucking killed me. He was able to deep strike when I deep striked. So like on my turn, I deep strike my okay. terminators. He played a, a stratagem that allowed him to counter deep strike my deep strike and made him able to shoot before I get to continue my, my turn, mm. which was rough. And then at the beginning of his turn, I think he played either an ability or another stratagem that allowed him to move a deep uh, a unit into deep strike again. So he double deep striked, got behind my HQs, killed my warlord. It was a fucking nightmare. It was a shit show. And so yeah, there was um it was it was he he way outplayed me. And and he's a newer player. And so it was oh, it was okay. very cool to see uh, we all congratulated him. It was like it was really nice. I told him I was just like, "Listen, Greg, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to embarrass you, but I hope you win, honestly." And when he beat me, I was, I was honestly pretty happy about it. Like it, like obviously it was a fun game. We had a good back and forth. Um, I wasn't salty or anything like that. I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall once the death mark started popping my guys without the, uh, the lookout sir rule. And so yeah, that was that. Uh, but that's the only game I've played in, uh, in the subsequent three weeks that we've been gone. No. I um, when I was at the shop one time, I overheard in a conversation that Antonio has never been beaten in one of the intro games yet. And I would very much like to 
um, ruin that record. So uh, that's that's not actually the case. No, I think you. I think you. Uh, you you might have misheard the the actual thing is that I've only been beaten two times. Oh, okay. In in the like hundred or so intro classes I've done, I've only lost two of them. Once against a lady named Tina who beat me with Sisters of Battle, and uh, once against a guy named Ben who beat me with um with uh the Indominus half uh, or the Space Marine half of the Indominus box. Uh, he had Blood Angels. Oh sure. I, I didn't know what Assault Intercessors did, and I wasn't prepared for it. Hmm. Well, but really, a I would lot very of your... much like to make it a, a three loss record. Yeah, give me the three one. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of what happens uh, in Warhammer games generally is that you lose because you're not uh, aware of what your opponent's uh, armies do. Now, you don't have to do research, but you do have to ask questions. And when you're mm-hmm. playing against people, all rules in Warhammer are available. So, like, if even if even if your opponent didn't want to tell you what they did, you you could still just be like, okay, well then give me a second because I'm gonna Google. Yeah, I'm, it. Just, I'm gonna look it up, right? Yeah, because uh, because you always want to know what your opponent is able to do. There's no secrets. There's no surprises. Uh, and and you kind of strategize around that. The cool thing is that you know, like, very everybody that you play against is very cool with explaining things to you. The problem is uh, that if you don't do your due diligence and they they hit you with a surprise. Um, you're going to really pay for that surprise. It's hard enough to block against the things you know are going to happen. It's impossible yeah. to block against the things that you don't know are going to happen. Okay. And so that's it, man. That's it. That's all I got for you, Jelani. If you wanted more, you don't get any more. Hmm. Okay. Tell them. All righty, then. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess going over to me, I played a handful of games um, while we've been on break. Uh, I got to play Streets of Rage 4, um, which I absolutely love that series. It's uh, really, I think it's it's one of my favorite side-scrolling brawlers. Um, and Streets of Rage 4 brought brought that back into like a kind of modern iteration of it. Some A really cool art style. Um, really great music. So jumping into that again, just like a hot bath, slipped right into it and just felt comfortable, you know? <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that was, it's, it's a great game. I'm still playing through it. So Streets of Rage 4, um, really good stuff. Uh, what else did I play? I played Cooking Simulator, um, super fun game. Uh, you run, I'm playing through the story mode of it on stream, uh, basically just kind of try and rise through the ranks in a, in a restaurant, um, and cook dishes, you know, kind of. Sim- very very much just oh prepare these dishes these customers are ordering this you know type type of game you know like any other cooking game um but you know this game is uh it's it's fun it's uh seems like a vr game uh it has like the first person view um running through a kitchen doing all these different things um i've had some really fun moments on stream uh where stuff just kind of goes awry or you know some of the physics of the game gets all wonky and uh it's been really fun so that's been really great. Uh, just, was someone saying something? I didn't hear. No. no. Okay. Uh, I've been playing The Escapist 2 uh, on stream with some friends lately. Uh, that's been super fun uh, going through the, the different prisons and trying to puzzle out a way out of them um, with friends as we're you know doing fun little escapes. We've escaped through a few handful of prisons already um, for the holiday, you know, stream we did uh we tried to escape out of like a 
uh, North Pole prison kind of uh, deal oh, cool. where like you know we're like the we're prisoner elves basically and uh <laughs> santos decided to go you know all kind of corporate and you know amazoni with his you know way of delivering gifts um so we're trying to escape out of that so that that was a fun little twist on that but yeah they have some really great great maps um uh to play through on that so um really enjoying that game a lot so probably play a lot more before you know the uh my time is done with it and uh let's see what else was there i think the only other thing that i played was more stardew valley uh playing through every sunday with a group of friends and just having a blast with it i i almost crashed your stardew valley game yesterday almost crashed what do you mean uh because i was like um uh, like I, I, I forgot what I was doing, but I was like free suddenly, and so I go online just to see what's up, and I and Discord obviously opens up first, oh, and yeah. and then I, you know, I saw that um that a bunch of you guys were playing Stardew Valley, and I'm like, oh, that's right, they're doing the Stardew Valley game, and I go to the Pop Samurai Discord, and I'm like, I could just jump into this fucking voice call, <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> and and then I and then I looked at the chat, you know, first, just to you know kind of suss out whether or not it was like a good moment to do it and uh and there wasn't a lot of talk in the chat it was just kind of like you know like some um like behind the scenes kind of like logistic stuff so i was like huh uh, <laughs> maybe i'll jump into the chat but i'll like i'll look at this the pop samurai like feed first like i'll, I'll go live with pop samurai to see what it's like and then i'll you know see if it's okay to jump in and by the time i had opened twitch the stream was over and everybody logged off and i was like oh it was, it was literally it was really literally at the end of your stream I, I was gonna do it well um i don't know if we would have enjoyed it or not enjoyed it but i mean fun <laughs> would have enjoyed it jelani i would have i would have just not i would have done nothing but compliment you yeah i'm yeah. sure yeah. Um but yeah, that's been that's been really fun. I've been enjoying that kind of having like a chill stream with uh, some friends just you know. You know. As 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 uh I think it was put in the stream uh chat uh which is vibing out to some of the stuff that happens in Yeah. Yeah, I was watching too. The the cricket sounds were very nice, very relaxing. Yeah. So But um yeah, you definitely uh you seemed like the go-to guy, Jelani. Like everyone had questions for you. Yeah, like you are the, the the wealth of knowledge. <laughs> the wealth of knowledge for the folks. Yeah, uh, I've I've played through the game uh, a couple times, so I know some of the tips and tricks for the new players that we're guiding through in the stream. So that was fun. You know. So I I have a question about Stardew Valley multiplayer. I know I know in that game you can like get like a girlfriend. You can like build your relationship and stuff with yes. them. Yes people and stuff like that so when in multiplayer can people like steal steal your girl or whatever or like is there like a, a way that that works or how does that work if they marry them um, first yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. okay yeah I, there's also a way to divorce there's also a way to um <laughs> there, there's a there, there i mean yeah i mean spoilers yeah there, there's a bunch of different like fun little relationship things you can do with like the relationship paths you can um, in multiplayer, you can marry each other if you wanted to. The the characters can oh, marry each cool. other, or you can 
uh, marry one of the singles in the valley, or you can marry someone, divorce someone, go after another person, um, or, uh, and I've never done this before, but the, there is a path for being like, you know, kind of like the player and kind of like being in a relationship with everyone at once. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Which I've never done. And I'm, I, don't, I don't even know what that, what that branching path looks like, but I, I mean, I've heard like it, it goes places. So that's fun. Interesting. Okay. So, but yeah, it, I, I just been really enjoying getting to go through that game again. And they just dropped a big update um, just recently um, over the, the holiday break. Um, so they added a bunch of new stuff into the game. And so for me being the, the player who, who's gone through it before already, um, I'm going to get to see a bunch of really great stuff added for me who's who's been like, you know, who's been in the game for quite some time, you know. So that's really great. Cool. You're the old pro. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of end game content that they added into it. So it's like, oh yeah, shit, I'm feeling like Antonio now, you know, get mm. get that extra end game content that I need to go through and uh, <laughs> check out, you know? And uh I know. want the granularity. You want the granul granularity of it. That's why I'm so. here. I'm here for the fucking Already. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and me and Antonio beat Raft, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, that was sure. a really cool. Oh, yeah. oh wait, we didn't. That's right. Oh yeah, no, that's that. right. Oh. That. So, yeah. Okay, that's just a reminder. We're gonna we have to do that. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. It'll wow. happen. <laughs> a little, I sent a little saltiness on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was the holiday. What are you gonna do? It was the seawater. Yeah, All right. but we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it soon. So everyone who's looking and find trying to figure out where we went, uh, it was holiday. What are you gonna do? So, all right, uh, that's pretty much all of what we watched, what we played. Let's get to some topics. So, so, yes, Jelani. Yes. Hey, actually, what's up? I actually have an announcement to make. Oh no! Ooh. Yeah, it's it's exciting news. It's very good, exciting news. Okay. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I I know you guys probably haven't been like I haven't told you any guys anything about this, but I actually I quit my job at uh, oh, at that one place. I think you were like the only person I told. Yeah. But uh, I quit my job at a local neighborhood superstore, and uh, <laughs> I, I I I'm excited to announce that I'm actually I'm getting I I'm restarting my game development studio. And I'm beginning work on a new project that I plan to release. Can I say something? Can I say something? Yeah, sure. Whoa. Yeah. yeah I'm really I excited know. about it. Oh. Yeah, me too. Oh my. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I can't really share a whole lot of details about well, it. Obviously, but yeah. uh, not because like I'm not willing to tell you guys, but just because like I'm not sure and I don't want to tell you about something I'm not sure about. So yeah. it's all very. It's I'm kind of in like the prototyping phase right now. Cool. And I'm just trying to like sort out like what's what what's gonna be what. Okay. All right. All right. Well. Yeah. No. I'm excited about that. Well, we believe in you, and I look forward to this. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm taking it. I'm I'm taking this this one really really serious too. Uh, I actually uh my my I actually own a company, uh that I I had originally when I first started doing game development, and I actually it it kind of fell into like this delinquency state with the government, and I paid back all the fees. I need to, and so now my company is officially like back up and running. So I, I'm up and going in an official capacity, and I'm very excited uh, to be doing this. Great, great, That's fantastic news, John. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'll share uh, more stuff about it in the coming weeks with you guys. So yeah, stay tuned for that. 
excited. Really cool, man. Yeah. Bravo. Thank you. I'm very happy. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm excited to hear more about it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, off of that great announcement, let's I guess let's get to the topics of the week, huh, everybody? Topics of the week. You do. That that is the, that is the theme song. Um, what, let's. I mean, let's... it's been it's been some time I, I that I've said it over and over again. So like, I feel like it is becoming the theme song. It's become the theme song. It is a theme song. You said it every time. It's it's getting there. At some point, you're gonna be like, oh, you didn't do the thing, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, now you want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who's got a topic? Who wants to go first? I'll I'll have a topic, or Antonio can go first. Uh, Go first. All right, Antonio, go ahead. Yeah, I'll leave it up to Giovanni. Uh, Okay, so if it's me, my topic is we are right now exactly 11 days away from WandaVision. Ah, yes. Mm, Yes. It is almost time. I... So this is it. Really, my topic is just to gush a little bit about the fact that Marvel is starting again. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the coolest things that uh, I'm excited for for this year, apart from the obvious uh, civil war that's about to erupt when Trump refuses to leave office, mm-hmm. I think the thing that I'm most excited about is the fact that starting uh, in 11 days, every weekend there is going to be new Marvel until the end of the year. <laughs> After. An entire year of no new Marvel, I now get to live in a world where every weekend I get new Marvel. Not from from 11 days from now and to the end of 2021, I will get new Marvel every weekend. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. (laughs) I'm really excited for you, buddy. Yeah. There's not going to be a single weekend where I don't get to go see something new. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, sorry. What? It, they're a topic related to this. That's to, to the the topic is just that I'm gushing about it. I love it. Oh, I'm really into okay. it. So like uh, uh I think we've talked about it before, but like it's every weekend it's gonna be uh, a new WandaVision. When that show's over, um it goes right into um uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier. As soon as that's over, it hits um uh Black Widow. Then the weekend after that, it's Loki. Then when that's over, it's um, uh, Shang Chi, right? Mm-hmm. The Legend of the Ten Rings, and and just on and on and on until the end of the year, every fucking weekend. Wonderful, wonderful. So yeah, I'm just really excited. That's my topic. My topic is just hey, I can't wait. I can't wait to start talking about this every weekend. I should do a fucking podcast with somebody about uh, about a year in Marvel. That'll be cool. Oh, or a year in Marvel. You, yeah, you want to do that? Because yeah. it's a uh, you know it's a year in Marvel. So. I mean, maybe. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's talk. We'll <laughs> let's have talk. our people talk to each other, and then we'll listen. I'll, my people will call your people. But let I me ask you this. Yeah, man. Ask All me. right. Since this is since you're gushing about it, I also I, I mean let's let's turn it into a topic, right? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Question for you, Antonio, as the resident Marvel super fan. Yeah. yeah. All right. If Wandavision comes out. Yeah. All right. Uh, in 11 days. Yeah. And is clown shoes. It won't be. I'm just saying, this, it, hypothetical, pie in be. the sky, just like, this is no. the worst case scenario, DEFCON 5. Wow. If they okay. completely drop the ball, yeah. what happens for you? 
Uh, I think what happens is my life ends there. Oh. Like, I'll become a shut-in. I'll uh, I'll stop answering phone calls. Uh, I'll just live in my room with the lights off, uh, having completely lost faith in the world and the universe. Uh, my life will have been for naught. Oh, okay. What, what would... um. What what's your line? What would what would Marvel have to do to like make you say, "Wow, this is a shitty show"? Um, you know, honestly, okay. So, like, if I'm answering that question honestly, as I hope you would, as a, yeah, well, uh, if I'm if I'm trying to break it down, one right? of these, honestly, one, I mean, one of these times, I want Antonio's like, I'm going to answer this dishonestly. Yeah. Uh, no, I would, <laughs> just, just fucking lie to me. If I'm going to answer I mean this by, dishonestly, what I mean, <laughs> what so I mean by if I'm being honest, right? It really, what I'm saying is, if I'm actually taking the time to break this down, to give you a Speak real, from your heart, re- real answer here. Um, the show is gonna, it's gonna be a very hard, uh, call for the show to be bad because it's. It's rooted on top of eleven years of of mm-hmm. foundational good, right? Um, this show, it's like uh, it's like you're building the fifteenth, um, the fifteenth story of a building, and the first fourteen stories are really built. Um, just build on top of that. Fucking, you don't have to lay new groundwork. You know, you have to worry about the pipes. It's all fucking built already. Just built on top of what you already have built. The infrastructure is already so fucking solid. Just keep building on top of it. Um, now, what I think worst case scenario is that it's boring. Worst case scenario is that it's like mm-hmm. um, okay. Hulk boring, where it's oh. just like nothing really is interesting is happening. I st- I, now, in this situation, I'm still going to love the world. I'm in the world. I still love the world. I know the characters. I still love the characters. I want to see what's going to happen. The progression is going to be cool. Uh, but that's just how strong the foundation is. I think worst case scenario, it's a six out of 10 cause it was boring. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that's the line. Yeah. That's and the then line. I'm, and I'm not really, uh, expecting that to happen because it's all like crazy multiverse shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they're really pulling out all the stops. I think that the one that's most likely to be boring to me is the one that follows, uh, Falcon and the winter soldier mm. and, 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 uh, black widow. Both of the, those have the potential to be boring. Loki, I don't think is going to be boring. Loki looks like it's going to be bananas. Uh, Shang-Chi doesn't look like it's going to be boring. It looks like it's going to be fucking, again, bananas. All these things where they're like taking like huge risks with how weird of a story they're going to tell, that stuff I'm not even slightly worried about. The Eternals, I can't fucking... Or, yeah, the Eternals, I can't fucking wait for that shit. I think that that's going to be like... Like, I know a lot of people are just like, who the fuck are the Eternals? I don't give a fuck. It's going to be cosmic shit. I'm into it. I doubt very seriously that it's going to break the foundations of the Marvel MCU. And so it'll be like standing on solid foundations. And I don't think for a second that it's going to be boring because it's going to be all sorts of wild shit. So like, give me more of that. And so like the, the ones that I'm worried about are, are just the ones that are like the more grounded ones. And even then I have full faith that Marvel's going to pull it through. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, good topic, Antonio. Uh, all right, okay, going over to Jason. What's your topic? Yeah, I want to talk about New Year's. Mm-hmm. New Year's. This little thing called resolutions. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk with New Year's resolutions. So I want to know if you guys, if you're if you're willing to share, um, like a broad resolution and a gamer resolution. 
Okay. That's cute. Huh. I can go first if you guys need time to process. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. So okay, go ahead. Oh, okay, uh, so my New Year's resolution isn't so much a resolution. I follow this guy on on YouTube called uh, CGP Gray, who did a video not long ago about New Year's resolutions, where he said that the better way of doing it is to have a theme for your year. Mm, that way, okay. when you when you inevitably you know falter on your resolution it's not so much of a faltering as a resolution anymore. Now it's just like, uh, well, this year the idea is to continue these these certain habits, right? And sure. the theme of the year is um, my year of fit, right? So instead mm. of saying, uh, I'm going to go to the gym every weekend, it's just everything I'm going to do this year is just going to be in some way to get myself uh, back to being a, like a physically fit human being. And by physically fit, I just mean, um, you know, I don't know, way less, and and to have a, like a stronger body. Really, ideally, uh, I w- I just want to be, I just want to feel less tired. I want to um, feel like I can, you know, like uh, move more freely and uh, look a little bit um, uh, better in 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 my sense of the word in some clothes that I that I really want to start wearing. And so this just this the rest of this year is going to be my year of fit. I just want to get fit again. Uh, and I say again because I've been befit, uh, fit in the way that I like to be before, and so it's just you know going back to that. I'm going to try to take it seriously this year. Uh, and then my gaming resolution. Uh, this one's going to blow you guys away. Are you ready? Real gamer hours. You guys ready? Yeah. Are you guys sitting down? Of course. I saw my check. Yeah, John, I'm you're sitting I, down. Okay. Uh, I think so. Yes. I'm going to start playing Final Fantasy 14. Oh. Because my. Yeah, yeah, my my video game resolution for this year is that I want to play an MMO for the first time in like a decade. Okay, oh. MMOs are real dangerous for me. What? How'd you land on Final Fantasy? I have a friend who plays it like professionally. Professionally, okay. Oh. Are you gonna? Like, are you playing? Like, like, is is your friend gonna like guide you through it, or is it just like oh. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try? Because no, I'm he's uh he's one of my closest friends. Um, and he plays it a lot, and I think it'd be really cool to play with him. Nice. And uh, he, like, by professionally, I don't mean that he's, like, sponsored or anything. I just mean that, like, this is his thing. Like, he almost treats it like a job. Like, he, like, raids on certain nights of the week, and he's got, like, an, an enormous crew that he runs with, and, like, oh, very cool. um, like, these are, like, people that are, like, now close friends of his. Like, this guy, this is his game. Like, he doesn't, he plays games, but nothing like this. Like, this yeah. is the fucking thing that he does. And so, um, I want to get into an MMO for the first time in a long time. I feel like now I've got my time scheduled enough that I, I know when I can and can't play. Like I, I won't run into situations where I've been gaming till like four o'clock in the morning. Like I, I know that like it's at some point, you know, like you have a block of time to play. That's your block. And uh, MMO sounds fun. Uh, that one he's really made seem like it's a really fucking great one. Hmm. And so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's going to be my thing. So this year you're going to hear me play a lot more MMO. Okay, cool. Fantastic. I mean, I, I enjoyed Final Fantasy fourteen from when I played it. Uh, I haven't played it in quite some time, but uh, you know, from what from when I played it, and I played the, the surprise. I played a, a bard in that game. Of course. Um, <laughs> you know, what what class are you eyeing, Antonio? Uh, I haven't really decided yet. I don't okay. know. Yeah, there's some yeah, good ones. I'll let there. I'll let you guys know next week. I'll tell you exactly you know, where I started. This this will probably be the first time you talk about a game, and I'll actually be able to follow what you're saying. <laughs> uh, uh, because I played the game before, um, but yeah, uh, and Antonio's resolutions, uh, uh, 
kind of very much fit in line with what I was going to go with as well. Um, this, um, I remember uh, Antonio showing me that YouTube stuff about kind of like not making it like, a, oh, I'm going to go to the to the to the gym every weekend, kind of just like try and make it kind of like an, a theme or like a and you know a, an overarching thing for like this year. And so um, for me this year, I was I was going to try and uh, kind of theme it around like you know j- just trying to make healthier decisions, you know. Because uh, you know, this last year I was like, man, I haven't, I didn't treat myself very well this year, and that's just mainly because I just, you know, you get cooped up, you get, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you you, you get uh, what's the word, complacent, you know, and it just like, you know, I just fell into some, some, you know, bad habits, and I'm just like, you know, I really shouldn't be doing this to my body, and I'm just, you know, I I think I should probably just be like, you know, let's just make healthier decisions, you know, let's let's eat let's eat a little bit more some vegetables here and there let's not just cover everything in cheese and um let's not snack so much you know let's just just make healthier thing choices so that's kind of just like my resolution for the year i guess kind of just make the year a little bit more healthier for myself you know i'm not getting any younger so i guess i should you know take care of my body you know um so you know who knows maybe maybe i'll you know I'll, i'll throw in some some exercise here and there i'm not gonna like say and say i'm gonna like oh i'm gonna go to the gym every you know weekend or something like that but i'll i'm gonna try and you know just make healthier choices you know uh so, yeah 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 and just so be more cognizant of the things that you want yeah exactly and, I, and yeah. I was doing that i mean it was i mean be, you know before my whole big move and everything like that i was i was being more cognizant of that as well and i was making you know i was doing some better choices but then you know mm-hmm. this whole thing hit you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so and that kind of, kind of really you know dampen that for me and so i I, yeah yeah, it's important that you don't like that's really okay that that happened because you know it's a very stressful situation for pretty much everyone so you know it's okay to cope like that yeah yeah so that's that's kind of the thing there um and then uh for gaming resolution uh this is a gamer resolution i'm I'm gonna try and stream more with friends uh stream more with friends yeah, you are the like, streaming. Can it guy. be done? Right, oh. you're the guy who does oh. that all the time. I've just, I've barely just started doing that. Ooh, we. You, you, you know, <laughs> like in reality, the let me yeah. see. If I look at it now, like streaming, like gaming, streaming with friends, I've really yeah. have my big commitment has really only been like the raft stream with you and me. And now we're doing the 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 starter stuff. Every now and then I'll hop on and do what I can. But I was like, you know what? I I do enjoy doing these. And so I was yeah. like, well, I would like to do more. You know, and not just like, you know, let them die off or anything like that. I like I like streaming now. So I've I've really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so, well, yeah. I just I was it not not what's the word gaming streaming. I've I've been joining you know because <laughs> most of the time I was like I'll just play this game and talk about it. You know, I was like no, you know I like the reactions to it. I like just playing on 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 air. So I hope to do more game streams with with friends things like that. Hey Antonio, make sure that uh before you 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 lose yourself in the MMO world, we got to beat Raft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before that becomes your life. Before that comes your life, let's finish the Raft life, buddy. Um, but yeah, that's my stuff. All right. My my resolution, I think, is certainly 
my, my professional resolution this year is definitely going to be, I'm going to try to work on my company every day. Like every single day, I'm going to be working on it. Uh, even on days where I mostly don't work on it, I want to work on it at least a little bit. And I've been doing good at that so far. I worked on this uh, during Christmas, on New Year's, like basically every day so far. So I'm going to try to keep that going throughout the whole year. And then I hope that eventually that'll help to lead to success. Fantastic. Fantastic. I hope you yeah. don't burn yourself out. I, w- I won't. I mean, yeah, I'll, I like, like I said, like I'll, I'll be taking breaks and stuff like that, but like, I want to, I don't, I don't want the breaks to last longer than like 24 hours, basically. Like okay. I, I, every day I got to contribute something towards my company and towards my success. The, a theme of productivity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then I think my, my gamer resolution, gamer. I think I want, I want to play more D and D this year. Oh, okay. uh, that's, that's my resolution. It, is, it doesn't have to be much more, but I want to play more often than I did than I have been lately. Let's do a uh, let's do a twenty four hour chat, D and D. Oh, gonna be. Done. I don't know. Didn't you, didn't you say that was like taking too much time, though? Well, you said twenty four hour though, like a one day oh, event. Hour chat. No, 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 no. We'll we'll in you know like it'll be like the last time, except for it'll. Maybe only be on the weekends or something like that. Maybe only like two days a week. Gotcha. And uh, like, you know, like Wednesday, Thursday, all day long, we're just playing, you know, slower days at work type shit, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and instead of seven players, maybe I only do it with three or four players max, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. where I really think the demise was. Yeah, because it was just more and more. I thought yeah. I could I, could, I thought I could mm-hmm. take the world on. But what yeah. if we only did? Three uh, I or felt four that players? coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh my what God, if we yeah, only did that, three or four players? More people. Yeah, that was that was the rough part. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Let's do. Yeah. We do three Absolutely. or four people. We only do it two or three days a week. Seems pretty manageable. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I believe you. Absolutely. What do you think, Jelani? Would you be in? Maybe. <laughs> oh, he's cautious. He's been burned before, Jelani. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing right now. I got okay? really, I got really burned before. I know, I know. Okay, you ready? You ready for? You ready for the veiled threat though? Ooh. Mm. The veiled threat is, I'm only taking three or four people, so better let me know whether or not you want it. Mm. Mm. That's guess, the veiled threat. That's I guess. My veiled threat. I guess we'll see. I believe you. Okay. Answer. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, John, Jason, you guys in? Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'll play. Okay. It's my turn now. Um, so my, my, my theme as it may be now, uh, is kind of like social sociability, I guess. Um, and I know there's, uh, obviously restrictions on that. So it's kind of a two part plan. So I'm going to start with my gamer resolution and that is to finish painting my first Warhammer army. Nice. Um, which is not a social act in itself, but it will lead to. Yes. being able to play with other people and you know hopefully making some new friends meeting some new some new comrades that way mm. um that would be a lot of fun i can't wait to play the game um i've already talked at like that so i'm not going to get into that and then my my regular resolution is to pet more dogs oh that's cute. and what <laughs> that's yeah good... i like it a lot because i mean really what it implies more is that like once once the nicer weather rolls around hopefully the climate will have changed a little bit around the covid issue by that time where I can feel more confident where I can like go out and take walks and stuff. And what I like, 
I just want to be more sociable. Like when I'm walking with like, if somebody walks by with their dog on the leash and be like, Hey, can I pet your dog? And maybe that'll lead to like a conversation. And I meet people that way. I think that'd be very nice. And then I get to pet dogs. So that's, yeah, that's really cool. Pet more dogs. Pet more, pet dogs. more dogs. I really want to just touch a lot of dogs. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. What fun. I think that's very cute. Thank you. Thank you for indulging my topic. Yeah. Vinny. Okay. John? Right. Do you have a topic? All right. All right. So my topic is, uh, so after a much, uh, like a whole lot of anticipation, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, finally. yeah. And I couldn't help but notice that, Jelani and Antonio, you were really hyped for it, but you didn't mm-hmm. say that you were playing it earlier in the episode. So yeah, I, uh, I yeah, still haven't talked about it in the in the last three weeks. I I haven't played it at all. Okay. Uh, I I would you? I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I told you what. Uh, so the thing that happened with me, right, uh-huh. is um, when the game dropped and all that shit came out about mm-hmm. like all the stuff that was going wrong with it, I had um, PTSD flashbacks to when Skyrim released for me. And uh, Skyrim released into the world back in the day, and uh-huh. I had a PS3, and so the game was broken uh, on oh, the PS3 for I want to say eight months, maybe a year. Um, like it was, it was bad. Un- it was bad, right? It was bad, yeah. And so for me. Hearing all that stuff, right? And even with Antonio talking about it, right, a little bit, um, yeah, he, he only had uh, told me that uh, from the little bit he had told us on this on on air was that he started into the game, but he hasn't gone real in depth into the game. So I didn't have someone who was like, "Oh no, it's totally fine if you like, you know, blah blah blah," you know. Um, so my whole thing was, you know what, I'm gonna just wait. I can wait. Like hmm. it's not that fucking serious, you know? Like right, yeah. This I I'd rather wait than buy it now, wasted my money and then still have to wait for an update that I need to, you know, because I've been looking at, you know, cuz I follow a bunch of different reviewers and people like that who are in the gaming industry. And I've heard like people who on both sides, people who who were like, "Oh, I absolutely love the game. I'm going to try and 100% it." And Sometimes I'll see a a tweet out there where it's like, "Hey, um, I was on my way to, you know, I'm on my way to a hundred percent in the game, and I just finished it, but it did crash on me three times today." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and so I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna just wait until that shit's fixed because I'm not gonna buy a game that's that's gonna fucking keep crashing on me." And I'm not saying it would, but I'm saying right now. I'm not I'm not down with that. So right, like yeah. the whole way that it dropped, the way that the way that all that news came out about it, like I was mm-hmm. I was down for it and I'm still down for it. You know, I like the aesthetic, the world looks great, the gameplay looks fresh to me, but I'm just I'm just not feeling the vibe off of it with, you know, all the shit wrong with it. So I right. I think I can wait, you know. I'm when I get to it, I'll get to it. The the only reason I haven't played it isn't because I have any kind of problem with it. Yeah, the only reason and, I haven't played yeah, it is and... because it just didn't. Um, it wasn't uh, a thing I had the time to do in the last three weeks. It's been a yeah, lot of holidays uh, and shit. Yeah, and so I just haven't gotten to it. But the game is fun. 
I exactly. haven't had any issues. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only little little bit I've gotten. And you are like what, like an hour or two in the game, Antonio? Right? I'm three hours into the game. Three hours into the game, and yeah. So and that's the thing where it's just like, oh man, I I, I don't have anybody around me who's played more than just like the first five hours of the game, um, because like I don't want to get like twenty hours into the game and all of a sudden shit starts popping off because that's the shit that happened to me with Skyrim. Right. Um, yeah. Where I was like, I'm into this world. I want to go here. I want to do this. And then the game became virtually unplayable for like th- that whole f- fucking first year. And that was that was just really soured my mouth, you know, on that game for that time period. Of course, like I recovered from it. And I was able to really enjoy that game afterwards. But I just had this bad feeling about it after uh, at when that stuff was going on. So I just like, you know what? I'm just play it safe and I can get it when I feel like it's up to where I want it to be. Okay. Yeah. So um where do you guys stand on the issue with like should this game have been delayed longer or like how like were the fans justified to react in the way they did given the circumstances? Like I what think, do you guys um, think about everything? I think if we're being honest the we saw an overreaction because it's it's fun to jump on a negative hype train. Mm-hmm. I think every person is always entitled to their reaction, but I think that any adult uh, should know going into uh, a situation like this that there is going to be some element of performative reactions and that really the best thing that you can do for a game that you're interested in is to um is to try it for yourself if you have the option to i think that any game um any piece of media anything that's supposed to be a subjective situation you should uh do for yourself before you believe anybody Mm -hmm. and that's and that's just a like that's a good i feel like that's a good uh easy peasy rule to follow uh so that you don't end up um not doing something that you might have enjoyed and especially because of the performative kind of reaction i think a lot of the like was because it was the the funny easy way of fucking jumping on a big hype train but the reality is that game was not fucking bad. It, it it played fine. If you had a very old system, you know, pre-gen system, well, it wasn't optimized. It is very old a fair thing to say of yes, playing it on a PS4. It is. When, did that game, when did that system come out? That system came out like 15 okay, years Okay, but ago. it's not like the yeah. PS5 is easily accessible. Yeah, the PS5 uh, box are not easily accessible. Your like, PC is easily accessible. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like okay so here's the thing no so no but okay so here's the thing right if you if i like for instance if i want to play crisis right uh and i don't have a pc that can handle crisis i don't say that crisis is the problem i just don't play the game that i don't have the fucking hardware for and that's the end period i can't I cry because crisis isn't gonna run on my fucking potato if i, I want think- a, to run it i'd get a better computer I think the problem, though, was that CD Projekt Red made it seem as though, like, like, like it was going to be able to run fine 
on an Xbox One and a PS4. But like, yeah, sure, it's gonna run optimally on a PC or a PS5. But uh, from what I understand, like the bugs are were like so like it was just way too numerous, like for it to run stably on those previous consoles. And like those like those consoles aren't easily uh, the the newer newer consoles aren't easily accessible right now. And chances are, if you don't have a PC, then like a PC isn't accessible to you. Yeah, and so I, I think listen again. I think that if you don't have the hardware to play the game, then it's not the game's fault. Okay, okay. I I mean I I can see what you're trying to say, Antonio. Right. Um, but here's the thing, right? CD Projekt Red released it saying that it was able to play on this hardware, and Ooh. people had that hardware. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if I understand that, like, oh, if you don't have the hardware or the specs to play this game, fine. That's you, you can't play the game. OK. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if a crisis is, is one of those games where it's like, oh, yeah, you need optimal specs on a PC to play that game. I, I'm just I'm not going to play the game. But if they release crisis and say, oh, you can play it on PC or you're able to play it on a PS4 or an Xbox something. Then, if they're say if the company is saying that it should be able to play it on that, and people have that hardware, that means they have the hardware that was stated by the company that it should be able to be played on. Yeah, I I, I won't. Uh, yeah, I won't disagree with that, except for that there was also a lot of pressure to get that game out, mm-hmm. and and they a well, lot of times sure, said sure. let's let's wait longer. You know, let's 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 finish it up. Yeah, and there was there was mounting pressure for the the game to launch, and they were just like, mm-hmm. "Fine, we'll, we'll launch it then." Yeah, and then yeah. it launched, and people were just like, "This isn't ready," and they're just yeah. like, "I mean, we said that." Well, yeah, 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 and and again, yeah, there's there's a lot of pressure that comes with when you're trying to, you know, when you promise a game, um, and it like you announce it 11 years ago. Yeah, but even in the announcement, the announcement said, "We'll come out when it's ready." Yeah, and they didn't and, promise a fucking thing. Sure. Said it'll come did out it, when it's ready. Did but, it come out when it's ready? Well, there was mounting pressure. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Know. Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's I, no black and white to this. There's issue. no black and white to the. Like, I don't oh, like, know. Like, I, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I feel like, yeah. So sure, there's like a vocal minority that's like really hopping on the, the bandwagon of the hate train for this, you know, everything like that. Sure. I feel like it's so performative, though. That's the thing that bothers me. I feel like it's so like, like, oh, let's just jump on the meme wagon. Well, like, okay, let's... yeah, but at the same time, like they did promise that when they were going to release the game, by the time they announced dates that it was going to be on this hardware, if the hardware, if it wasn't going to work in this hardware, why release it on that system? You know what I mean? I agree. You know? And so it's so much, you know, it got so bad that like PlayStation even pulled it from their stores. Yeah. You know, it had real consequences for the studio. Yeah. So like, like it's, it's a thing. It's a legit, like, it's not just, oh, the game isn't working for some people. It's a legit problem so much so that the actual, you know, systems, the, the, you know, Sony pulled it that like, okay, we can't have, you, you can't sell this, you know? So, um, I get that there is mounting pressure, but I think that they're at the same time, I don't, I wouldn't say it's the, um, people who, what's the word? I wouldn't say it's the developer's fault. The people who are, who are, you know, who are pressured to make the game and who are, pushed into crunch 
But I would say it's the fault of the publisher who decided that it was okay to ship a game that was not ready. You know, yeah, I think because developers, the developers don't have a say in that if the publisher is pushing for them to release it. You know, I think there's, I think there's some stuff in the. In, I'm again, I'm not a hundred percent caught up on this as well either. I I know uh, some of it, but I know that like there are some of the developers who were on the game were just were were are, are are super angry because they had stated that the game wasn't ready, but were pushed into releasing it. Right, and I I think so. Okay, so I'm not sure about this, but uh, the reason why I think they chose this year to release it when they didn't originally specify when the release date was. It's because Cyberpunk, the original like tabletop RPG, was called is is it's titled Cyberpunk 2020. Mm-hmm. And so the idea for releasing this this year goes back to the idea that the original game came out this year. I would hope that's not. And if I I think if if that was the decision made, I think that was a bad decision. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think they definitely should have pushed this game a year and then just released it on PS5 and uh the yeah. new Xbox. Because yeah. I I think I think I don't think there's anything wrong with like having a game and then just saying this game isn't for the old hardware, it's for the new hardware. We're just going to release it on that. Uh, but I just, I, I think, I think my, my guess is that corporate wanted to like appeal to as many like different people as possible. And at, at this time at 2020. So my guess is they were like, no, you have to port it to, to PS4 and, and Xbox one. And then that was where a lot of the issues came in. Yeah. I think I, um, I think one of the most interesting parts, like where you say that they were like under pressure to, re- to release the game and everything. Uh, it, it kind of all comes down for me to like all the, the the fan bases and fan like how much sway fans have over even now just the production of a game where right. they they demand the game to come out for years and then the game comes out and there's a whole smorgasbord of issues with that um but then they say like oh well this game isn't good enough like why did you listen to us like you should have developed like take as much time as you need but you can't say that and then also demand them to bend to your will like you can't have it both ways but they 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 do it again and again like last year you you in the years before that you, you just keep seeing examples of this where like the the fans think they have like so much of an entitlement over like just even the the making of a game it's crazy yeah i'd agree with that but i i think this this whole story i think it really is a tale of like to, to me it feels like they really flew too close to the sun like they yeah. wanted to make this game that was super duper beautiful and like also, but like also uh, was able to run on like old hardware and stuff like that. And really, they should have just like either lowered the scope of the game or just released it on on newer hardware uh, because they couldn't have both. Again, it's a it's such a black and white issue. Like there's there's no right or wrong to like right. there's no good or bad side here. It's it's so it's such a, bunch, a complex. Yeah, there's a lot of, of there's a, there's shades of gray here. Um, yeah, it's just it's really just a web of mistakes. Like it's just too many mistakes coupled yeah. onto each other. There's a lot of missteps. And are there people who are just jumping on the hate bandwagon? Yes. Are there were there a lot of mistakes from the publisher? Yes. Um, you know, should they have released it on old consoles uh, or the older gen? Um, probably not. Depend, you know, looking at how bad it is, you know, and I don't know if it's going to be able to get recovered or not. Um, 
but you know it's I mean it'll it'll recover because look at look at what happened to um to uh what's that fucking game no man's sky no man's sky yeah no no yeah, man's yeah. sky was so bad it was a meme it was the most yeah. ridiculous thing that's ever happened and now people love that game like there's nothing yep. but praise for it well yeah sure i mean people do love that game but you know that that stigma of like that release is always going to be there so yeah um, that you know the, and the that and, the, and that you know and that sucks you know and th- yeah. this is the thing that like this is it's it's it it really sucks that a company like CD Projekt Red, which, I mean, the game right before this was uh, The Witcher Three, which is you know a, a critical darling and loved by you know every all gamers, I guess I I don't know, but after uh, you know then you go to this game where like there was just a bunch of, there was a web of mistakes by you know publishers, developers, this and that, um, bad decisions, and then the game released and then now there's this stigma on it because you know all this shit happened and it's you know it uh it sucks you know and it, it does suck it sucks for both gamers it sucks for that for that you know that company um and i you know i wanted this i wanted this game to come out and just be stellar and not have this happen did, yeah you know i i mean i don't think anybody ever wants their game or their their show or their movie or whatever to release and for it to just completely you know fail or completely just you know bomb but you know it sucks you know and so Mm -hmm. it's it's a tough situation and uh yeah i you know that's why right now you know again when in the age we're in right now and if you know you're you're old enough to do your research i mean always research your games that's what i did i you know when the game was releasing i looked it up and i was researching it and that's why i'm waiting you know i just can't i can't support where it's at right now i mean if later down the road it opens up you know like with with no man's sky i've you know i fell down that hole too and i was it was kind of just like a thing where i was like man i you know i gotta start looking and keeping a better eye on like some of these things because um i don't want to end up having a game that's just not going to be what i thought it was or what was promised you know so i think i'm you know i'm ready to wait for it and i hope uh you know they you know recover from this and it gets better from there but like right now yeah it's kind of a it's it's a sucky sucky thing that happened so yeah yeah i i I think they'll probably recover uh, just cause like, cause like the game clearly does have like some really good qualities to it and it wouldn't take it, it like, uh, you know, apart from all the bug fixes and stuff like that, it wouldn't take a whole lot to like make that game like a stellar game. And as, as technology improves too, I think we'll see that people come to really like it. And like, like, like you said, how uh, with Skyrim where at, like at first the PS3 version was like basically unplayable, but like Skyrim winded up being, you know, maybe one of the most culturally important games uh of the decade mm-hmm. so yeah you know mm-hmm. i i have hope for for cyberpunk 2077 but yeah, yeah it's just it's just it's it's, it's quite sad like yeah. how these things sometimes yeah yeah we, i mean just, we got a road we got a we got a road to go so yeah um yeah all right cool good good discussion guys yeah um man i can't remember what I was going to, what was my topic? Because I, because uh, this topic came up and I lost it. 
I bet it was about video games. Does that spark anything? Video games? No. Oh, no. Hey, no. I yeah. I remember. I remember what it was. All right. You're kay. welcome. All right. Thank you. It wasn't video games, but uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, final topic of the show. Uh, from Jaboy here. Um, over last month. Uh, for the month of December on our live uh stream, we did uh something called uh. Our one shot wonderland where yeah. each, each each one of the hosts made a one shot um and uh we either brought a system or created a system and played it right um will as jason experienced uh he did he brought in uh he found a one-page cyberpunk themed uh tabletop game for us to play um joel did a kind of like more narrative heavy like hallmark uh movie one shot oh. Uh, which was cool. which was fun uh it was yeah it was very narrative heavy um and then uh for me uh i ran a christmas uh one shot that i had created um where um called task task force s task force xmas uh i created where mm. you know um the denizens of christmas town tried to save christmas again so um yeah, and I just had a we had I had a blast doing doing that, and each of us had a blast like either creating a story or coming up with uh crazy zany like uh themes or or um, ideas for for like these role play sessions. Um, for for you like for you guys who have played like tabletop games or things like that, what is the zaniest like theme or idea that you kind of like went with? For like either a role play sesh or like even something that maybe even played that like just like this is a crazy theme of a of a game. When I ran uh, a game of Goblin Quest, mm-hmm. I don't remember what the ultimate goal like why we were doing this, but I do remember everything was pivotal off of kidnapping children. Um, <laughs> And that was really great. Like, like we eventually, we in order to to make human children be more trusting of us, we approached them in like disguise. So like we we made like a wig out of dog hair, and like we had uh, covered ourselves in flour to make ourselves more human looking. Um, so I thought that was all very wacky and zany. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's super. That's funny. Yeah, John, you missed that. I did when I ran Goblin Quest the one time and John wasn't there that week. I, so I missed it for a really stupid reason too, and I really yeah, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. What a shame. Yeah, could have been there to kidnap children with us. Ah, uh, if only. If only. If only. If only. If only. Anyone else? Uh, I started a um a campaign once with a bunch of friends. And and the first thing that happened was that they were um, they were asked to go in a mine that was a very like lucrative mine for I, a, uh, for a very um, for a very well off nobleman. And the reason he was well off is because he controlled a mine of a material that was used for magic abilities and shit. And so uh, they go in the mine, and it turns out everybody's been eaten by, like, a what I forgot what they call that, a naga, you know, a snake person. Mm-hmm. Naga, uh, sure. 
but they're like they get to like the fifth floor of the mine by the time this is happening or by the time they realize what's happening but by this point they're like walking in like inches of viscera you know like blood and viscera but they've separated themselves by this point so there's like one on each level and like two at the bottom and it was just really zany because like the like uh, just a lot of stuff started happening at the same time like the elevator snapped and like so like everything's falling and a person's like really kind of making its way down but then the elevator falling wakes up the naga and so it starts to chase it it's 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 at a very scooby doo kind of feel to it cuz he starts to chase the ones at the bottom and the ones at the top are kind of making their way down slowly and then suddenly the ones at the bottom run right past them and then just go like they're just like we got to get out of here we got to get out of here as they're running you know so it was just like a it, it just had a very scooby doo energy to it mm, sure which is why uh, I'll go with that one i don't um i don't really get into a lot of zany shit you know Maybe the the time where I was an elephant and we were like breaking into that dude's house, <laughs> that was kind of zany. And you just pulled the sword. <laughs> yeah. And I, oh and yeah. I, I, and I pulled the sword out of the out of the thing, and it's it turns out the, the sword broke right up a monster. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that that was pretty zany. Yeah. Didn't expect that. Okay. Yeah, I I never I can't really think of any like particularly zany like games I've ever run. But uh, I think, like, maybe, like, a year ago or so, I started, like, thinking about a system that was, like, it basically, the idea is it's basically, like, D&D, but rather than it being about, like, Lord of the Rings type of fantasy, it's more about, like, like it's basically, like, the movie Shrek, mm-hmm. but, like, but, but like, it, like, with everybody being, like, different monsters and stuff like that. Hmm. That's fantastic. I, I literally, I, I wrote, like, half a page... Like not even half a page about it, uh, but like I just think that would be a really funny idea—the idea where it's like it's kind of like a like a like fairy tale type of thing, but it's like kind of like kind of framed as this more like heroic fantasy type of thing, and I think that could be really funny. Yeah, that does sound fun. I'll play yeah. as my original OC character, Shrook. Yeah, yeah, Shrek and Donkey. Shrek and Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, that sounds funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't have much more to say about it. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, all right. Well, okay. Well, uh, I guess that brings us to the end of uh, the podcast, then, everyone. Um, thank Woo. you. So- yeah, thank you so much for rejoining us here in the new year. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll keep coming back uh, and joining us for more good discussions about pop culture films and tv shows and games and uh you know just join us here just be friends with us so (laughs) uh this has been your host uh jaboy jelani along with antonio's been here i was here jason's been here who do you john's been here on voyage uh make sure you keep it locked all things pop samurai and we'll catch you guys next week bye-bye Hey.